I'm Jake. I'm John. Previously on, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, I think we left off with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Star Wars movie. I mean, yeah, I could really spend all fucking day talking about this. I um, probably have. Did you see the Japanese trailer? No, I didn't. Uh, there's no, way more footage in it. Interesting. Actually, uh, and a really cool scene, um, which I don't know, I found it really, really cool. Uh, it's Kylo Ren uh, holding up his lightsaber to Daisy, I think her name is, the main chick. Oh, okay. Right? She's the main character of the movie now. Uh, but holding it up to her, like as a threat, you know what I mean? And like had it right by her head, uh, which I assume it's supposed to be because it's in 3D, so it looks like it's coming at you. Yeah. yeah but what yeah. I thought was really cool was like it shows the camera angle. It's right by her head, and you can see how her face distorts in, like, the heat of it. Oh, cool. I thought that was really fucking cool, because you've never seen anything like that. Never seen, you know, we was The physics of a lightsaber. Exactly, yeah. It, yeah. You know, we was Because I mean, it would put out heat. It's light, so it would put out a lot of heat. Um, but we always assumed it was uh, hot, or it was, you know, it had a lot of... It was heat-based. God, I hope so. It can cut through metal. F- yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, i uh, never seen, like, the heat actually coming off, yeah. which I thought was really cool. A uh, tiny little thing. There's a lot of other really cool uh, stuff in there, but yeah, a little bit more um, uh, Princess Leia. Yeah, that was cool. I'm excited for Harrison Ford. Man, he looks he looks good. Oh yeah, I mean he's old as fuck. Looks but... like he crashed a plane recently. Oh, oh, is that too soon? <laughs> he did. Hold I just love He just kind of walked off, he walked just, it off too. He's uh, just like, uh, well, it happened. Now I guess I'll have to go claim my insurance now. Oh, I love Harrison Ford. He is. He just mumbles his way through anything. He's so awesome, though. I always, I never wonder. I always wonder rather um, why people was. He's such a great actor, and he's not really that great of an actor. No. What does he really play? I mean, Han Solo. He did really good in it, but then again, it's like, not really that a character with that much depth. And then there's Her- or, uh, Indiana Jones. A little bit more depth, but again, not a whole lot of acting involved in that. Yeah. It was more action-oriented. Um, and all the other movies he's really played, like, he's either, like, an action role, or he's running. <laughs> yeah. Get off my plane! <laughs> I just, I love, like, I love I love him, and I love the movies that he's in, but yeah, he his characters are always real rugged, easy. Yeah, easy to play. There, I've never like, really seen him. I'm not saying... But he's not really an actor, and I don't think he ever saw himself as an actor. No, I, he really I still haven't to... seen American Graffiti. I haven't either. I need to. I want to. But I, I've I always heard. I've always the least impression I've gotten from him is that he never intended to be an actor. Yeah, just by happenstance well, became an actor. Well, I know with with, with um, American Graffiti that was there, and then George never wanted to have a staple actor in his movies, and then when they did. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars come first? Indiana Jones. Star Wars. When uh, they did Star Wars, yeah. he was just helping George read lines for other actors to do to do uh, auditions. Mm-hmm. And went ahead and they ended up using him as Han because he was doing so well. Uh, so at least that's what I've heard. And then I know with um, Indiana Jones, it was supposed to be Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah, and he, he had Magnum P.I., what an awful choice that would have been. You know what, though? We don't know. We don't know. You're right. But and, Tom Selleck... And if you look at him back when he was in Magnum P.I. and put a hat on him... With the porn stash? Meh. I don't know. They I never... That off. I like, never... His face wasn't awful for that role. 
I've never ever really been a fan of Tom Selleck. I never I like particularly good. The only thing I ever really saw him in that I dug was uh, he was in Friends. Yeah, that's the only time I really loved him. But I mean, I like Magnum PI. It was fine. I don't care about it. But and now Disney's talking about um, rebooting Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. uh, which they've been obviously ever since the acquisition of Lucasfilm. That's always been on the plate. They didn't right. know whether they would make another sequel or a prequel or a reboot. I vote um, much like they did with. Uh, 007 uh, you can go back to when he's younger and tell more stories from whenever he was younger I yeah. would say treat it as you would James Bond Yeah. where change an actor don't fucking mention it you know what I mean but if you want to put it back where he was younger do it then yeah. it's not a big deal I mean because that way cause, yeah. the only problem is that they did King of the Crystal Skull which dated the movie to what 1950 Fifty something, nineteen fifty, the nineteen fifties, or was it nineteen forties? Something, yeah. I think it was nineteen forties, actually. Yeah. Um, but they dated to that, and you saw how old he was, so they really couldn't go beyond that. You'd have to really kind of go younger. Yeah. Uh, and go, you know, back in time, which would be fine because you don't want a whole lot of like Indiana Jones. You don't want a lot of guns. You don't want a lot of like really futuristic stuff. You want it to be like a. Like an Amazon adventure style. Yeah, yeah. You want to have to be a, a quest. Exactly. It's, it's like the first three movies, and to a lesser extent, the fourth. Um, which, uh, and people are already talking about who should play him, and the big name on the list has always been Chris Pratt. Yeah. Now, here's here's what I think. Now, he would be fantastic for that role, because I think Chris Pratt would be great for fucking anything. Yeah, and honestly, though, to me, he kind of looks like him. He does. He, didn't, he, he does look a lot like him. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. I mean, one, he's already in the Disney universe as mm-hmm. uh, Star-Lord, Peter yeah. Quill, um, which obviously there are two different franchises. It's fine. But I would much rather, because they're doing a bunch of the spinoff movies for Star Wars, let him play a young Han Solo. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Especially if they do what he they want fits, to do. He fits the Han Solo um, characteristics better. He's got that archetype better. Yeah, than Indiana Jones. That's and, nothing against him. It's just... No, no. We saw how the explorer, educated well, uh, guy worked for him in Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Pratt's forte is more of sarcasm and wit. And that's more of a Han Solo. Oh, sit. no doubt. And... It's... and, and I easily. feel like he could easily pull off a young Han Solo. And they're talking about that Han Solo movie. It's going to be a prequel to where when mm-hmm. he was a smuggler. And that would be perfect for It would be. And it, I would And see, here's what I hope for those movies. Um, leave, like, the Force and the lightsabers and stuff like that. Leave that to the Star Wars, the yeah. main the main universe. And that's what I hope for in Rogue Ones. Yeah. Because... I hope that's a lot more about... And I, I've always heard that it's the bridge between um, Return of the Jedi to uh, Force Awakens. Um, at least that's way I understood it. Was like it's Rogue bridge. Ones? Yeah. It takes place before 4. Oh, is it the bridge between Revenge of the that Sith? That group of people, is, yeah, because that group of people are the ones that go after, that retrieve the Death Star plans. Oh, that's right, yeah. So that's gonna it's going to bridge 3 and 4. Okay. I thought it could have... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe it's the bridge between those two movies, not the last Cause, one. Yeah, because the synopsis that I read that it was it was the group that Rogue One was the group that retrieved the Death Star plans for the Alliance, the Rebel Alliance. That'll be interesting. So yeah, which makes me sad because it's like, well, obviously someone has to survive mm-hmm. because one, it's they're the main characters, and two, someone delivers the plans. <laughs> 
Yeah, because and, a lot of people die and that will have to so, die. In but that. yeah, but also like yeah, someone survives. But it's like, but a lot of people are gonna die. So my so my thing is, are these Bothans? Is that what? Because I don't know if they ever show what a Bothan looks like, or if it's just a group of people, or that's, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't. I'm know if sure. It's... I hope there's Bothans in it. Well, yeah, I mean they have to because right? there's a lot of Bothans that die for those planets. <laughs> Here's the and that's the big problem I have with prequels in general, or flashbacks or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the suspense is taken out of the movie, and I I never really understood that that much until I watched uh, the Nostalgia Critic do the It review. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'd always thought, like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to be fine, but, like, I never realized but how... you never worry about the kids. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't worry because you know they're all going to survive. Yeah. You know, I, I still love the movie. It's still fine. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. a lot of issues with it, but... Um, and then I, you know, after watching, I'm like, well, fuck, that pretty much explains every flashback, and the, or every flashback or prequel kind of ruins everything. That's why... Yeah. Um, but they do have moments where it's like, they, they're in a situation, he goes, well, I know they survived. But how? When, yeah, how do you... Because they're in a situation, it's like, they're not going to make it, which is, but they have to make it. It's just know. really cool, but like, and that's the thing, like, I, I've never uh, been a fan of the Hobbit movies, the Lord of the Rings movies. Never. Um... But even whenever they made the Hobbit movies... I gotta go. Huh? I gotta go. You fuck. <laughs> when they made those movies, I am, you know, Michelle wanted to go see them. I was like, why? You know, they all make it out alive, pretty much. I mean, I'm sure, you know, one or two people died in it, but... Yeah, like, well, I mean, Gandalf, Frodo... It depends on books. If you read the books or not, you know who survives, who doesn't. Right, but... but, but like, who can make as... it past fucking 15 pages of a green goddamn door? You, yeah. I read it. <laughs> I reread it when the movie was announced. I, just, I couldn't get past it. I really Sorry. tried to. I, I love Lord of the Rings, the books, but... but uh, Hobbit. Re- yeah, any of them. Like, The Hobbit, I, I like. It's a lot easier to read. I do like that... But Lord the, of the Rings, like the, in the first book, there's like 12 pages on the fucking pony. Like, I Bill, like build a pony. It's like I don't, I don't. He's gotta run away when they get the mortar. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I, I like so much though that like the impact those movies had is no longer the Hobbit series. It's the Lord of the Rings series. Mm-hmm. Is what people tend to call it, which is cool. Um, but you know, I've watched, I, I watched the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, do I think they're bad? No, I think they were overpraised, and that's why I don't typically like them. I don't like that they swept the Oscars. Um, yeah, that really fucking bothered me. Honestly, my opinion personally, I love Lord of the Rings. I love the books. Um, I love the movies. I'd much rather watch Hobbit again than Lord of the Rings. It was See, more entertaining the, to me. I watched the Hobbit movies with Michelle, um, and I wasn't really invested in them, and I didn't pay too close attention. But one thing I noticed is somehow the CG degraded between Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit movies. And I think a lot, a lot of that has to do with how much they depended on CG in the Hobbit movies. Yeah. It doesn't seem like... It seemed more... A lot of practical effects were used in the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. But the Hobbit movies tend to really... It's like they shot it just on a green, green yeah, stage. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And, I know uh, what you mean. Which was a, yeah, it's a big problem with a lot of movies. I mean, uh, yeah. whenever you saw behind-the-scenes footage of uh, uh, Fanforstic... Um, it was nothing but it was green. Yeah, it was just nothing a big but green. green. It was I like that's why I love like green. watching seeing the pictures of behind the scenes for for Star Wars, the new one. It's all practical, it's, man. No, there's a green screen, but there's a set. Yeah, in yeah, front I mean, of it. It's like that's how it should be. Put the, put the background on the green screen. Put the forefront. Make a well, it's even set, or they said um, set. 
It's perfect. But, uh, everything in that movie, though, uh, apparently is practical effects. So, yeah. In general, in general, I mean, obviously, part. yeah. Like, uh, a high percentage. What, B88? Uh, or yeah. BB-8? Uh, yeah. He's uh, practical. Yeah, I saw a picture online that had, is a comic style picture, and it had the Death Star, and it had like a Death Star talking, which is weird. It says, are you sure about this? And it cuts to R2-D2 inside. Um, <laughs> put, putting the, the dongle piece in yeah. to adjust. And it said, yeah, don't worry, no one will find out. How would anyone know? And then it shows a picture of BB-8 or BB-8 or whatever it is. And I was like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I think I, people really like all about BB-8. Um, I believe it. I, I believe it's BB-8. Uh, correct us if we're wrong. Um, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, it, it's got its own pop vinyl. It's weird, right? It's the, the movie's not even out yet. Remember, Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be like fucking huge, and then yeah, saw that one. No, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure this little droid is not going to be anything like that. Oh no! But what makes me laugh is like pop vinyls. I get Kylo Ren, the Stormtrooper, the First Order Stormtrooper, especially is a big thing. Um, the Chrome Trooper, you mean? Huh? The Chrome Trooper. Yeah, the Chrome Trooper. Well, they have two. They have the First Order Stormtrooper, and then they have the Chrome Trooper. It's all mm. Chrome. They've got a couple different pop vinyls, and then they've got. Um, the uh, the droid. It's like you have all these main characters, and then you have this random droid they've shown in the trailer. BB-8, and, yeah, it's, and apparently it's gonna be it's gonna be like the R2D2 because yeah. uh, they're showing it because R2D2 is only gonna be with Luke, and he's not supposed to be in the first movie a whole lot. Is what I heard. Right? Yeah, not probably not to the end. Yeah. Um, I did read a really interesting. I think I brought touched on the last uh last podcast, but uh, um. <laughs> Which, by the way, just so we're clear, what you'll notice as of right now, uh, the first episode's no longer on SoundCloud. Uh, we've only got, well, by the time this goes up, probably only this episode up. Uh, we have the previous two episodes. We're working on, uh, we're going to upgrade our plan with SoundCloud eventually or try to or find another home for it. Um, probably uh, I'll get uh, the first two episodes up on YouTube in some form or fashion. Uh, at least so if you guys want to you can jump over to our YouTube page um, uh, and I'll have a link to that in the description in the SoundCloud page uh, in the SoundCloud description um, and you can jump over to that listen to that if you want to uh, if not we I mean it's pretty much this episode but we talk about different things um, they're all continuations but there's no yeah we don't have a real stopping point there's no just... storyline no podcast. yeah this is not a linear <laughs> story we're just battling until until everyone tells us to shut the fuck up pretty much yeah um, or so, has input. so yeah, look, if you, if you look over there at YouTube, you'll see the other two episodes and you can listen to those if you want and to. We might just go ahead and, and pay the pro pro fee and then, uh, which is I think $15 a month, which would be fine. Um, but you know, we're grown ups, we got bills and shit, so we got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, until then you'll all see this episode, uh, budgeting, budgeting, woohoo, adulthood, ah, uh, fuck me. Um, but uh, anyways, I brought. I think I brought this up in the last episode. Was um, somebody had a fan theory that Kylo Ren is Jar Jar Binks? Oh God! Now I read another a version of it, or the complete theory, probably. I said it would be. It's basically proving that he is, or trying to prove. And saying, if you go back and watch the movies, you see hints that Jar Jar is a Force user, um, and you see like. Uh, Something as simple as when he gets out of the water and he does like the, you know, triple somersault out of the water and lands. Now, nobody really paid attention to it. They just thought, oh, that's what he can do. 
But the only time you ever see anybody in those movies do it, they're Jedi's. Yeah. Right? So they have that. They also say that he pretty much won the war against um, the battle droids by quote-unquote accident by getting the rifles caught on his uh, foot and, you know, moving it around. Again, they're saying he's just playing daft. He's playing stupid. And he's really a fucking secret genius. I'm like, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Is, but don't fucking bring him into the, this no. movie. <laughs> that's fun to think about, though. Like, imagine... And that's what they said. Imagine just at the end of the movie, and he <laughs> takes off the mask, and he's like, I used to avenge you, or whatever. <laughs> I was gonna kill you. And it's like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> no, he's dead. Um, no, I do think Kylo Ren is gonna be a completely uh, 100% original uh, I hope so. Character. I people I are saying that he wants to be Luke or that he's going to be Luke or he's somebody from the past. I don't. I want him to be. And if he is somebody from the past, I don't want to be somebody we know. I want to be like I remember the tales of Luke Skywalker because I grew up on Tatooine as well. Well, I've heard rumors that it's supposed to be uh, Han and Leia's son. Yeah, I, I do know in the extended universe, their son turned to the dark side for yeah, a little bit. Which I know when Disney took over, they kind of they nixed all it. the extended yeah, ver- but, universe. But I'd heard that that there's rumors going around saying that Kylo Ren is going to be their son, and I don't know if maybe Daisy is is their daughter. Maybe I, I just really i I don't want them to keep going with like these are so and so's kids or these right. are their well, related, I mean, I because they're really I mean because then you're treading way too close to the original trilogy if you do that then it's like oh okay well I mean it worked for the original trilogy let's just keep doing it I, I don't want everybody to be related and I get what they're trying to do with like the force brings you together everything's meant to be yeah I mean, you're really pushing I, if now if they do like Kylo Ren is Han and Leia's uh, son great I don't want to see anybody else related in the movie See the the storyline I had in my head, and I don't. I, this is just what I had imagined. Real quick, don't you like how trailers now tend to not even tell you at all what the fucking plot is? Yeah. Don't you remember whenever they used to do that? You'd be like, oh, that sounds like it'd be a cool movie. Uh, generally, trailers now aren't showing what the fucking plot There's is. Like short, short clips from from around. Exactly, the movie. That, and that's exactly what Force Awakens is. Is what uh, Batman v Superman is. Yeah. But I'd much rather it be that than give the plot away. Right, like I mean... Terminator. Oh, yeah. God, that was... That, Still need to watch that. That was the biggest mistake they could ever do, was give away that plot. Was list. that the biggest mistake, yeah. though? Was was that the biggest mistake? To me, it was. If they... Maybe they just didn't make it. Well, that'd be fine, too. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, if they were gonna make another one... Yeah, why would worst... you give away the, the twist? The I mean, it's not even Terminator. It's any movie. Yeah, why I know. Why would you make a trailer... And give think, away your biggest plot twist. I can't think of a movie that that's done that with that big of a twist. Yeah, especially, and that's not only the biggest twist in, in that in the in the movie. That's probably the biggest twist in the series. Yeah, of Terminator. Because like I thought it was, it, I thought it was interesting when when Terminator Two came out. When you see Arnold, like when he's a good guy, it's like, wait, what? Okay, come with me. You want to live? Yeah, and then with this one, it's like. If I went to go see this movie and didn't know that, spoilers, in case you really want to see it, uh, that John Connor was a Terminator. Yeah, in case you missed the trailer that showed yeah. it. <laughs> now, to be fair, I haven't watched the movie yet. Uh, I want to still, I mean, I will eventually, but, but that may be not And I it. have heard that's not the, I mean, that's got to be a huge twist, but they said that's not the biggest twist, is what I've read. That's like the, the last thing that happens in the movie, like the, before the big action scene, then the cut. 
No, seriously, that's yeah. the last thing. From what I've heard, like, oh, like man, like the movie happens, movie happens, movie happens, and right before the last like action run and then credits, he turns. Like you see him, like you see him have the metal arm, or whatever, and he's it's like, "You're one of them." And he's like, "Well, they offered me this," and I was like, "Cool." Like that's <laughs> that's what I'd heard. I hate that. I hate the guy that got to play uh, John Connor in that movie too. I, I, I have no problem with the actor, really. Yeah, uh, not anything particular. Uh, but it's just not John Connor to me. I, I know. He, honestly, and yeah, I don't give a fuck when anybody says Christian Bale was a good John. He did Connor. a good job. That movie was not very good. But no. John Connor was he was dead on. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, he's gonna do a Batman voice," which to an extent he kind of did, but he didn't. It, he he did a version of it, but it was like uh kind of more of a whisper, which I thought was more sinister. Yeah. Um. But I mean him. It, besides him, though, uh, Nicholas Stahl, yeah, who played him in Terminator Three: yeah. Rise of the Machines, he, uh, the guy is yeah, apparently he's batshit crazy, bad on drugs and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as well, when you actors, find robots, you might do that too. Yeah, I guess I would too. I'd be high as fuck. <laughs> but uh, apparently he, um, but uh, he looked far more like the child of. Uh, Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese yeah. and Edward Furlong did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Edward Furlong. For, as a kid, he was really good. Yeah, and it was good. As an adult, he shit. Yeah, well. Um, but I thought Nicholas Stahl was probably the best, at least looking-wise, probably the best John Connor. Yeah, I agree. Um, and acting-wise, not bad. I mean, he's not a bad actor. He played uh, that yellow bastard in Sin City. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Shit, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome, um, but, yeah. but but getting I can't even remember that. Joel. No, it's not Joel Edgerton. It's um, I can't fucking remember his name. Uh, but he he played there, and he also played in um. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. But uh, he's not a he's not a bad actor. I just thought it was a I don't I didn't see him as John Connor. No, not to me either. Who do you think? Who do you think would could have played a better John Connor? Adult. Yeah. Oh man! Without dipping into the past, yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane. No. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. Oh god, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I I quit this podcast. I know, right? No, um, I don't. I don't really know because, like, his character. I don't know. Like John Connor to me, like the adult John Connor, was kind of bland. Like I feel like. It was the kid that was really the star. Yeah. The, I feel like anyone could really play him. It just depends on what they look like. Because the acting role to me isn't... Acting. Isn't intense. It's it's very, like... Well, except for, like... Because by the, time, by the time they show him, he's already, like, he's worn down. He's got to be worn down, kind mm-hmm. of grizzled, where he's just like, I've seen some shit, man. Yeah. I mean, like... In, in the other movies, yeah, when he was younger, it was... You had to get the right character, the right mindset. And this, it's kind of like, he's just getting orders. Like... You really could get anyone to play him, but it had to look right. I, I would have liked to have seen um, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, I can see that. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, he was also my choice because they're doing the uh, Splinter Cell movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was my choice for Sam Fisher. Yeah. Uh, they got Tom Hardy to play him, which is fine. Tom Hardy's going to do fine with that. I, yeah, and he looks a lot like As long as he talks more than he did in Mad Max. I think, yeah. But, I, think, uh, I think he looks like that part, too. I think he so. does, too. And I th- but I do also think Aaron Eckhart looks like him. Yeah. Um, typically, because I used to do, you know, a bunch of fan casts. 
Because I think that's really fucking fun. Just yeah. to like pretend like. Now here's the cool thing. I years ago did on a website called comicbookmovies.com. I uh, did a fan cast for the Mighty Morphin Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is before they that. even announced it. Uh, now they're doing it. Uh, before they cast uh, the young actress, whoever it is, uh, to play the Pink Ranger, one of the actresses uh, in talks was Anna Sophia Robb, uh, who was my choice to play Kimberly in uh, my fan cast. I was like, oh my god, it's a reality. <laughs> it's there. I was so happy, and uh, I, just, I still think she would have been fantastic to play her. I still think Rita should be Ray Perlman. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Me and Zach, when we were doing... Um, our videos, one of the episodes we were going to do was going to be to fan, start fan casting movies. And Power Rangers was one of them. We went through a bunch where we were talking about, one, we wanted to talk about the storyline of where it would be. Um, I was thinking, like, because everybody was wondering, like, uh, when they do it, is it going to be the same characters? Is it going to be Jason, Zach, Trini, Kim, Billy, and Tommy, and all yeah. of them? Uh, or are they going to be different characters? Now, originally, in the they had written it, uh, this reboot, and they said the characters were the same. They were all, you know, the original five. Right. And then they said they're different uh, actors when they started really casting. They said, oh, they're different characters. Um, and then now they came, went back and said, oh, these are the same characters. So they've gone from they are to they aren't to they are. Uh, I always would have rather seen something like um, they're different characters. And they exist in a world where the Power Rangers was a TV show. Right? Like it was. Hmm. Um, based on true events, though. And it'd be like a, a kid talking about how he's like... Uh, where he'd be like, oh yeah, most, a lot of people don't believe that it was a re- you know, really... All this stuff really had happened. It happened in so many years ago. And so on and so forth, and he starts to tell a story, and then he wants to become a Power Ranger, and then he starts dressing up like a Power Ranger and fighting crime, and then eventually yeah. Zordon re-merges and comes back in and starts building the Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. And I would, and I would like to see, you know, obviously Tommy oh, yeah. come back. Uh, Me too. I love Jason David Frank. I've I, I got to say straight up, I, like, I met the dude. He's easily one of the coolest casts from the entire Power Rangers mythology as well as actors in general like where a lot of actors would like look back like ah fuck I did that he embraces it like he's like I was a fucking Power Ranger you should and he should he was a badass Power Ranger and he's easily uh, he's my the Green Ranger is my absolute favorite yeah um and he's most people's favorite Tommy is at least if it's not the Green Ranger it's the White Ranger yeah um but uh, most people really, you know, love him to death, and they love the show. And everybody knows the show. It was cheesy and it was stupid. Oh, yeah. Going back and watching it now, it's like, and there's, I still there's episodes where I'm like, oh god, I still watch it. Like, and, oh, I, yeah. and, and people always thought like, whenever like I'm wearing a Power Ranger shirt now, they see they go, ha ha, that's funny. Like I was being ironic. I'm like, I genuinely dig the oh, show. Oh, yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's because it's like it's a show from my childhood that I loved, and, and I love the idea of it. Like, there's episodes that are corny and awful, but I still love them. Exactly. But, like, it just reminds me of when I was a kid, I used to watch it constantly. Exactly. Like, every man. single day. Like, what about It was after watch? school. Every day after school, I'd watch that shit all the time. It was, remember... It was Batman, uh, the animated series. I think X-Men, uh, the animated yeah. series. And then there's was Power Rangers. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, they did that um, gritty reboot. 
quote unquote the oh, fan movie yeah. with James Vanderbeek inexplicably James Vanderbeek. Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> I watched that movie. Or I watched that uh, short film. Uh, it's a really well done, well shot, well thought out. Everything about it is really great. I still haven't seen it. The problem I have with it is that it's not Power Rangers. Yeah. And here's the thing: because everybody's like, "This is the Power Rangers the adults really want." It's not at fucking all. That's not the Power Rangers I want. I'm the, one of the biggest fans of the Mighty Morphin uh, years. Not so much later because they're turned into shit. Well, yeah. Did you know in the in the show like they killed Zordon? Right. Right. I remember and that. his power of goodness spread out across the universe. Yeah. Like, just a fucking huge load across the oh, universe. That was, like, my worst day. When they killed Zordon? Like, whatever. It was what was that? School. What series was that, dude? Was, was that the um, Time Force or Lost in Space or whatever? Well, I, I don't remember if it happened again later. But I remember when Zordon, quote-unquote, died in the original series at the end. Because I remember the episode. No, no. He, but he, I know what you're talking about, too. But yeah, but, in that, I think he goes away. I can't yeah, remember exactly what But they, they say he dies in that. But then they, so they he comes back. kill him. And time, I, I want to say it's like Time Force. Time or, Force, yeah. Um, but they do that, and it turns Bo, It turns Zed mm-hmm. human. Yeah. And turns Rita into a good witch. Glinda. Glinda. But, um... <laughs> I think, um... Yeah, that was messed up. But, like, uh, I, I'm one of the biggest fans... Uh, going back to what I was talking about. Uh, one of the biggest fans of the show. And the problem I have is that that reboot was, while it was really, really well done, and very clever, I think it was way too dark uh, and didn't really convey with a message to the Power Rangers. And I know everybody's thinking, like, it was the Power Rangers supposed to be stupid fun for kids. It had a deeper meaning than that, man. It was like... It wasn't. It also wasn't just like the power of good always prevails. It doesn't always prevail. Sometimes you well, have they shit. They showed that on episodes. Exactly, and the whole point of the show is more like I it know. doesn't matter uh, if you think you can win or you lose. You fight for what you believe in. Yeah. And either you, you win or you lose. You learn you your stick, lesson you from stick it. Stick your guns, and eventually you will win out in the end yeah. if you fight hard enough. And that was always the thing. This didn't show it. It just tried to show it. Them being badass. Exactly. Which is fine. It was cool, but like, and whenever they make this reboot, I want them to keep that same, not the same tone, but like the same message in general. Yeah. I mean, you can make it darker a little bit. Yeah. I would say if you're going to do it, I would go closer to the Avengers route. Yeah. You know, not so much Dark Knight, more Avengers. Yeah. Because like they showed how deep they can get with the whole, when when Tommy went evil kind of thing, mm-hmm. that whole story arc. Like that it, green with evil. It took so many episodes to get through all that. Was like, It was five, five parts. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Really, really good stuff. the end of that's when he went to the White Ranger, right? No, he was still the Green Ranger, but the problem with that was um, his power was still being controlled by the Green Candle. And once it went out, his power was gone. And the more he used it, the faster it depleted. That's right, yeah. God, has been forever. <laughs> and see, this is the kind of thing that sticks in my head. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then and he, that was another thing. Like, the Green Ranger always fought. He's like, I got to save my friends, even if it means I'm, you know, I'm going to be weaker for it. I gotta save him. So he'd go off and fight and save him. And then he eventually went away and then all of a sudden became the White Ranger. And I remember when they did the White Ranger episode too. Like, yeah. And they are bringing him down. And I watched the episode not too long ago, actually. And I watched it. Thing, and I was watching like, well, it's clearly Tommy. It's who the White Ranger's gonna be. It's, oh, it's yeah, clearly absolutely. gonna be him. But when you're watching as a kid, I was like, oh my god, who the fuck is the White Ranger? Watching it now, I'm like, it's Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. Adult me would slap the shit out of little me because I'd be like, 
You dumb son of a You're bitch. You're a dummy, man. It's clearly Tommy. Um, I remember when I was a kid, like I signed up, I got money from my parents, and I signed up for the the Power Rangers fan club, and I got the big posters all signed and and shit. I went out in the Walmart and got all the toys, the one like the, the the weapons that broke down and put into yeah. the, the bow. Oh yeah, I, I had that, and I had all you know like the little action figures that flipped. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like their heads flipped, and, and then I started, had uh, then I had uh, I bought I got the VHSs of some of the episodes, and mm-hmm. I got the the Green Ranger episodes, I got the White Ranger episodes, like all the story arcs and those. And then I got the, the like, because I wasn't taking Taekwondo classes at that point, like in like middle school. Was, you were like Adam. Huh? You are like Adam or Trini. Yeah. So I was taking those. He's Asian, by the way. I'm Asian. Part Asian. That's. I'm more, I'm more like uh, Adam, just because just he's Korean. That is so, true, yeah. Johnny Adam Bosch, he doesn't get a lot of Johnny Adam Bosch is Korean, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Johnny, if you're out there, I love you. He, uh, he doesn't get enough love. Like, dude. I always liked him better than Zach. See, here's the thing. Here's the funniest thing in the world. I loved him. He was one of my favorites when I was when I was watching that series. Uh, and then I forgot about it. I didn't know his name. I was a kid. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. That's Adam. It's the yeah. frog. And then and then <clears throat> I started watching a lot of anime. And he's a voice he's a voice and, actor. And I, yeah, and I started watching a bunch of stuff. And I got older, like like maybe seven years ago, six years ago I started watching Bleach. And I loved Bleach. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, Ichigo's voice is really fucking familiar. And I looked it up and I was like, Johnny, I was like, the Black Ranger. Yeah. What the hell's going on? That line. <laughs> he, does, he does so many voices he in does, anime he's and he's so good at it. Like, he's, I, I loved him as a Power Ranger, but like, I love him more as a voice artist. He is um, so impressive. That line in the in the Power Rangers movie, whenever he's like, I'm a frog. I'm a frog. That was ad libbed, apparently. Oh, yeah. Because he did, like, whenever they're going through and they're. Because he was like, I need to watch that again. Whenever oh, they, forever. whenever they issued them their little powers before the movie, they were like, he's like, I'm a fucking frog. I'm a frog? What? And that's uh, when they said that's what they added into the movie. Where he's just like, I'm a frog. Like, he, just, what, he always got the lamest thing. So disappointing. They did that. He was a frog. And then when they did Turbo Power Rangers movie, which is dog shit, um, I still enjoy it. Yeah, you're terrible. It's awful. I'm the it biggest is. fan. I think it's awful. Oh, it's it's horseshit. <laughs> but I like it. Like, like I remember like, got them the, on the boat in the fucking little like they Warwick, were Power Rangers at all. In the Warwick movie. Davies, whatever he was. I don't know if it was him or not, but they um, he's a small person. I love him. <laughs> and he, that little like creature from fucking Dark Crystal, showed up and, <laughs> ah! and I was like, what the hell is going on? But what acid trip is this? They went on like the boat to that island. We're all the the fucking storm. It's like, but he got the minivan in there. Yeah, he had the minivan. <laughs> like, fuck, minivan. come on, he guys. Got, I, the other did that. It had to do that on purpose. Yeah, it it's to. like we gave him the frog. Give him the fucking minivan. Let's just kick him in the nuts harder this time. <laughs> I'd rather be a frog than have the minivan. I would. Um. Yeah, he was probably my favorite. Now, do you think when they do this movie? Okay, obviously they're going to do Jason Trini. They've already cast him. Jason Trini, Zach, Billy. And um, Kimberly. Right. Um, now, I don't think in this movie they're going to introduce Tommy. Probably not. They will eventually have to. I think the whole movie, the whole second movie, should be Green with Evil. Um, I think they should do the Green with Evil arc. You think they should introduce Tommy at the end of the first movie then? I've always thought that. I always thought by the end of the first movie, uh, it should be, you know, Rita repulses the villain. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she fails at the end, and then all of a sudden, towards the end of the movie, like maybe a post credit scene, Lord Zed comes in, and he's like, and he's just like, um, and he's like, you fucked up, <laughs> best Power Rangers ever. <laughs> you fucked up. I'm Rita. gonna take over now. 
You fucked you up. You fucked up. I said, oh, what? <laughs> shit. That but, wasn't uh, in the script. <laughs> yeah, I'm really tired of this kitty shit. <laughs> but, uh, and I think, like, he'll, he'll come up and then, uh, and he's like, oh, you think you can stop him better? And then he holds out his hand and it's the dragon coin. Oh, yeah. And I think maybe in the movie sometime they should introduce Tommy himself, uh, but nothing else. Just, like, a small introduction, but then he just holds it out and it's the dragon coin. And that's it. Yeah. I don't think they should actually have this shoot it up or anything no, like no, that. No, no, I agree. I think... Uh, I just think they show Tommy, like, in the movie. In the movie. And then at Tommy. the end, they show the dragon coin, and then that's where the credits go. Yeah. And I think uh, in the second movie, they do the Green with Evil. And and then he just becomes good by the end of that movie. It'd be cool as if they had... The end of the movie, before credits, is Zed showing the dragon coin. Then that post credit scene is... Uh, Tommy getting teleported to Zordon and Zordon's telling him like like I've, I've got something for you or something stupid and like it would just cut after that like real short post credit scene so you think wait are you sure you think in the second movie no no I think in the first movie if they're gonna have Tommy in the second one they should have the movie the end of the movie is when Zed shows the coin mm-hmm. and then credits and then the post credit scene or mid credit scene would be uh, like it'd be Zordon Zordon and then like Tommy just appears and like he's being turned into a the Power Ranger so who what Power Ranger would he be the Green Ranger yeah but what would his coin be the Dragon Zord I don't know I sure. thought um another thing I had always thought too whenever they do it is like they see a uh, young Jason and we'll say Kimberly okay uh the kids don't necessarily all get along. They're part of their own cliques. They're not friends. So part of the challenge of the entire movie is them getting along and working together to stop sure. Rita Repulsa. I think uh, they get Kimberly and they get uh, Jason. Because even in the in the original show, weren't they, they they knew each other from martial arts, but they didn't know Yeah, they, I mean, they were still friends, except for I think Billy was the only one that was like kind of the outcast. Um, they are all generally friends. Yeah. Uh, Billy was my favorite growing up. I'm not going to lie. Of course he was. I'm sorry. I like nerdy guys. Um, <clears throat> that's weird. But he, uh, we all find out new things about ourselves every day. <laughs> but I think, um, they have them because, like, he sees some, Zordon sees something in Jason and Kimberly, and like, okay, well, we need to get the dragon coins because he hit them away. Because I do think in the first part of the movie, they should show the war between Rita and Z- uh, Zordon. Yeah. That showed, um, how she got put in the, the garbage can. Yeah. Which I hope they retcon that a little bit. <laughs> And then he gets, you know, put into that little time warp uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, so I think they should show that and then show him he has the dragon coins and he hides them away. Okay. Or not the dragon coins, but the uh, power coins. And I think he sends them off to get six of them. And when they get there, like, there's only five. And that's it. That's a mention of, this, you know, the six ones gone, which is going to be the dragon's or coin. Right. They gather up the five. And as they leave, like, their lantern or whatever, sh- you know, shines in the cave or wherever it's at. And you go past and you see, like, the symbol of the uh, dragon, Zord. And that's the end of that scene. Okay. And then they, at the end, that's when you see Zord, or okay, Zed, yeah. be like, be like yeah, here's the fucking coin. Yeah. Remember that earlier in the movie? It's right here. Here, folks. Uh, and that's another thing for Lord Zed. I think in the flashback, and where they show the war, and there's only one person I can think of that should play Lord Zed. Okay. Zachary Quinto. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Here's the thing with Zachary Quinto. Uh, that man can do no fucking wrong in my book. Hasn't I, yet. 
I think he um, would be a perfect Lord Zed. Show him before, kind of like the mutation. Show him he's kind of mutating. Uh, you can do it like it's um, some sort of like Sith-esque thing where the evil, more evil you get, the more you degrade and to a point where, you know. Yeah. Then maybe whenever he gets he gets into the fight with Zed or with uh, Zordon and then something happens and he has to get the mask on and oh, yeah. go that route. Yeah. Which I think would be cool. And, but still have Zachary Quinto play him. Uh, His voice would be good for that. Mm-hmm. Get that grumbly little deep voice that he can have <clears throat> he's uh, he's awesome I just we've been watching Heroes um, we have been. I've never watched it before he has I've seen the first three seasons and I quit because season four it got cancelled so now reborn. that Re- now that Reborn came out it's like I mean, yeah. I gotta get back caught up I forget watched the first season of it I fucking loved it um First second season, season so second season was okay. Third season so far, uh, we're at season three, episode four. Yeah. Um, it's pretty okay it's, as well. It's, it's better than season two, but it's, yeah. it's still kind of... They're just not going to capture that magic of the first they one. Can't. And, at least not until like I said, I've seen season three. I don't remember all of it, but it's 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 good. But like the stuff that's coming up soon, like it's 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 interesting, but I feel like it slows down. Like it's, it's It picks up a little bit now where we're at, where we're at and then soon it's going to slow back down. Because it's a lot, like, the next couple episodes, I think, are, par- in, like, like anytime we're at Parkman stuff, it's it's him doing his spirit walk, essentially, which is, like, him time-traveling in his head. Like, you know how he paints the future by seeing? Yeah. He sees that, he just doesn't paint. Essentially is what it is. Hmm. It's it's interesting, but, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, it's weird. I think, but the show is really good. I thought it was really cool. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and I've heard, I love Tim Kring. He's made a few shows that I've watched and I really enjoy. I've heard good things about Reborn, too. I've heard um, yeah. that, it's, to watch that it. it's as good as the first season, is what I've read. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Zachary Quinto in that, uh, he's awesome. But yeah, um, I would hope. And cool. obviously in Star Trek. So here's my question. <clears throat> in this new one, are they going to have like a a... African American no. Power Ranger and, a, and, uh, and an Asian Power Ranger and a I nerdy think Power Ranger. Very clearly staying away from that. Okay, so it's just going to be whoever they cast. Yeah, cool. I think um, which is fine. I just I know they did that like the Star Trek thing where it was like, well, all these different races could come together in the future and be happy. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. know if they were going to do that for Power Rangers. Like, well, all these people come from different parts of the world. Now. I can't remember yeah. who. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They cast some people. I I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, I, I think uh, Jason's a white kid, as is Kimberly. Kimberly might be actually a Latino. Latina, I guess. Um, hang on, my boy here is going to be looking this up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't recall them. I don't think they're, at least not purposefully. Kimberly Hart, the Pink Ranger. Naomi Scott. Um, Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger. R.J. Siler. So he's, is that who I think it is? Hold on a second. R.J. Siler. That sounds familiar. I don't know who that is, but he looked familiar from a distance. I see. Okay, so Billy's uh, okay. Billy's the black kid. It sounds so bad when I say it like that. Becky G. Trini Kwan, the Yellow Ranger. Is she? Uh, is she of Asian descent? She is Spanish. Okay, she's Mexican. Now here's the thing, uh, you know, and you know, you, she's very pretty. People joke, <laughs> and the people joke. They're like, "Oh, the Black Ranger's the black kid," 
Uh, well, this time the Blue Rangers, the black kid, yeah, the, um, the Black Ranger, but here's is a, Asian, huh? Black Ranger's Asian, and he's awesome. Adam, looking. he's looking awesome. He doesn't look a badass. I know. I think, um, yeah, Ludi Lin. That's a weird name. I don't like that. Ludi Ludi Lin. He's gonna be a, okay. Uh, but anyways, I mean, the people always said that, but I don't think there were stereotypes, and I'm not sure they did it on purpose, really. You know, um, this Red Ranger. Yeah, he looks pretty white bread. Like, I think he'll. I think he looks the part. Anyways, yeah. That's the thing; they're getting a lot of unknowns as well, which um, is good. They need to push new talent. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah. Uh, but no, I think this. Is, I think it's pretty cool. I think. Uh, I think I trust. Uh, oh, I, hope she, I hope she has an accent. Naomi Scott was born in England. Oh, she has a British accent. I will be amazed, and I'll be <laughs> so happy, and I'll fall in love with the Pink Ranger all over again. Um, Actually, I always fell in love with the Yellow Ranger, personally. Really? Well, See, I never thought uh, Tweed, uh, Tweed Trang was good looking. I'm uh, not going to bias. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. I just, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's dead, right? Yeah. Isn't that a bummer? Yeah. Like, I mean, she died like, I, I like several girls, years ago, but... This is an awful joke. <laughs> I like girls that remind me of my mom. <laughs> Ew, God, dude. it's awful. Oh, uh, God, that makes me sick just thinking about it. I apologize for that. That is... <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> no, that's fine. You don't have to cut it out. Just everyone knows. Please know it's a joke. Um, um, but no, I mean, and it's you know, you know, always said that like, you know, oh, the black one's the black one, and the uh, you know, the <laughs> Asian one's the Yellow Ranger. I'm like, okay, I think you guys are seeing it. I, I didn't see it as a kid. I know. Well, as a kid, no, you don't care. And I don't think my parents never. I mean, as far as I know, they never made that. No one really cares. Distinction. I think parents knew. Now people see that's the thing. I think it has to do with the mentality now. Yeah, people everyone, see it now. Everyone sees race now because it's such a big issue. Exactly, I hate it. It's like just—it's nothing but the color of your skin, man. Who cares? It doesn't make you any different of a person. And even that's got deep real quick. <laughs> uh. But no, I think it's—you uh, know—I'm not sure about the actors. I'm sure they're going to be fine. I, I do trust uh, Lionsgate, who's making the movie. Uh, they did do um, the Hunger Games movies. I think. Um, uh, those movies, I, I never read the books. Uh, the movies are not terrible, uh, but they're not. I mean, they're not, I don't think they're great, but they're not terrible at all. I Jennifer, always, I always liked them. Jennifer Lawrence is really good in it. I, I do think um, I can never remember the kid's name now. Uh, plays uh, Peta. Oh, um, oh God, what's his name? All I know, I do know he was. Um, my choice to play uh, Tommy in the Power Rangers movie. Okay, I can see that. Because he did a movie years ago uh, called The Vampire's Assistant. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, not a very good movie. But yeah, he played... Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson, that's it. He um, he played uh, kind of the villain-esque character. And he did really good playing the evil kid. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to see him as Evil Tommy. Uh, he's also been in the Toxie for you know before for Spider Man. He was supposed to be he was in talks for that. Um, he was actually in the just as recently as um, uh, what when Marvel took <clears throat> over Spider Man again, and they have uh, Tom Holloway or Tom not Tom Holland, Tom Holland yeah. uh, playing uh, Spider Man now. Whenever they're doing that casting, he was in talks for then as well. Yeah. Uh, he was in talks for the ama- the Amazing Spider Man. Uh, and he's also been in talks before for Robin. I heard about that one too. Yeah, um, 
Which I always thought, I'm like, you put that kid in anything, I'll be fine. He's a good actor. Uh, he played in that uh, Bridge to Terabithia movie. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Which is not a bad movie. Um, the book it, is better. It, it can be... Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I've never read the book, so I, I can't say. I don't give a shit. But, like, uh, it can be sickening at times with how, like, whimsical and sweet it's trying to be. Yeah. Um, but, like, they did really, really well in that movie. The kids both acted very well. Um, they didn't act like kids. Yeah. Mind you, but they acted very well. They had Fred Savage syndrome. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> the guy was never a child. Fred Savage has always been like 30 years old. I know. I don't know. I, 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 I remember when I was a kid. Uh, the Wizard. Is, yeah. That's where you really see that. I remember really when I was a that. kid, I was like, I'd watch Fred Savage in, in, in movies and stuff, and I'm like, he doesn't even act. The only time I've ever seen him act like a child was Princess Bride. And even then, he was kind of adultish. He, what did he do? Um, but he was, but he acted like a kid. He was playing NES, sitting in bed, sick. So he didn't really have to do much. But what was he in? Uh, like father, like son? Is that what it was? Where him and his dad was playing? Yeah. It's like the male version of Freaky Friday. Yeah. Um, that was that fit him perfectly because he was like a small thirty year old. He He's was. like Gary Coleman. Oh God, it was so weird. Only not an asshole, right? Yeah, I, I always liked Fred Savage, but it was always weird to me. Like, even as a kid, I was like. He talks funny. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Um, he talks like a dad. Josh Hutcherson, he's a hell of an actor. I'd mm-hmm. like to see him in more things. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully after the Hunger Games, we see him in some more stuff. But cool. uh, uh, same thing with Anna Sophia Robb. I think she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she's very pretty, too. Very, very pretty. Um, she unfortunately played Carrie in the... Whatever the Sex of the City... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, prequel the, show. The show, did. yeah. I think it got canceled. Yeah. Um, hopefully, because they... How is that? I've seen... I don't know how a sex in the city I've even. seen episodes of that show. The the Carrie Diaries or whatever it's called. Is that what it is? Something like that. And I was just like, really? Was that on CW? Probably. That was before uh, Arrow took it over? Something. Um. um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I saw episodes and I was like, why is this a show? Like, <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm like, no. Speaking of which... um, Speaking of which, Arrow... Oh God! My boy here showed it. Uh, he, uh, me, and him have been watching Arrow for the past few years, and we, you know, past couple years we watched it together. Hasn't watched the newest season yet, unfortunately. Oh, I'm gonna get there. But I do have to say something real quick. I just watched the previous episode. I'm not gonna do any spoilers because I don't want to spoil for him. Um, but the episode with John Constantine in it, holy shit, was that good? It was such a good episode. They do a really good introduction. Uh, between uh, Oliver and uh, John. And then they bring him in later as... Um, it's not really a spoiler. I think you already know because we already know about the Legends of Tomorrow show. Yeah. Uh, they bring back... Um, Laurel, not Laurel. Um, her sister. Um, oh. Uh, Katie? Yeah. No. Katie. Uh, Katie. Is it Katie? I don't remember. Katie Lance? That don't sound no, right. That doesn't sound right either. God, it's been forever. Black Canary. <laughs> White Canary. The White Canary, yeah. She's the White Canary now. But uh, they bring her no, back. Her real name is Katie Lotz. That's it, yeah. Her real name is Katie Lotz. Uh, they bring her back to life uh, using Lazarus Pit, but the problem is she's been dead for like six months. So she doesn't have a soul anymore. She's murderous. They bring John Constantine in to recover her soul. Oh, okay. Uh, very that makes sense. Yeah, very well done. Very good. How was Keanu Reeves, by the way? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Fuck. <laughs> That's the problem with that show that that show had, I think, too. Yeah, Katie Lost by Sarah Lance. Sarah Lance, that's it. I'm such a big fan of the show and I can't fucking remember her name. Fucker. 
Whatever. She's, I would. Yeah, I would. <laughs> uh, she's so pretty. She is very, very beautiful. She's a very good actress. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Um, I, I, don't, I don't... This is going to sound weird, maybe. She has a little bit of a lisp. Yeah. I think it's really cute. It's cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh... They did a really good job. It was the only way I can imagine, especially with the way the season's going. John Constantine made perfect sense to kind of introduce us to magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no way he's going to come back. He's got to come back later. Yeah. Um, But that being said, John Constantine, or Constantine the TV show, got, got fucking, got, had no chance. What channel was that on? NBC. And that was the problem. NBC was too pussyfooted because they couldn't name it Hellblazer. There I can't and I get why kind of sort of. Yeah, but still the, Constantine's fine name for the show. It would be okay. Here was the problem with it. They were, they should have named it Hellblazer. It should have. It should have been. Constantine's fine, but the problem with it was they used pretty much the same font as from the movie. Okay. Uh and I mean called it Constantine. So whenever people were seeing it uh, they're like, oh, it's a spinoff of that shitty movie that Keanu Reeves did. Yeah. Now, again, I didn't mind I the movie. I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I thought Keanu Reeves did a, a fairly did good a job. good job, yeah. You're like, he's not blonde. Like, fuck he you. Shit. you know, he's not British. Like, yeah, okay, well, that one's, a, I can see, but. Fine. But, but, <laughs> but the blonde one is where I was like. It's like people saying, like, and I, I'm not, I'll admit, I'll fully admit, I said the same thing when this happened. But it's just the same thing when people said, like, Daniel Craig's blonde. He can't be blonde. I said it. Yeah. And then I watched him and I was like, fuck it, he's Bond. Those are the <laughs> like, same people Bond. that are saying that uh, Idris Elba shouldn't play Bond. Oh, God, I wish fuck you, Idris Elba would be a perfect Bond. He would be amazing. But I understand why he doesn't want to do it. I get why he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. I don't see why they don't offer it to him. They should. And I hate Let the fact. Let him deny it. I hate the fact that people are like, no, you can't be. Like, you know what? Fuck you. I still like my theory the best. That's like, a code name? That, that Skyfall... Like, Daniel Craig, because like, to me, Casino Royale is supposed to be the first story of Bond. So, so let's say, technically, that's a prequel. Even though it doesn't make sense, because M, M is was the, yeah. M before. But my theory would be, is that he was the first Bond. His name was actually Bond. And um, he dies at the end of this run. And he's yeah. the reason, because like, they get to everyone else around him, so he has to go in and like, sacrifice himself. So he's the reason why there's a code name. There's a code name. They give him numbers and they give him because they really don't talk about how he's 007. Like they talk about it. That's his ranking. Mm-hmm. They don't really call him 007 a lot. They call him Bond. Yeah. So it's like this would be a reason why because they call him 007 a lot in the old movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like this would be a reason why he would be he, all the new ones are going to be called Bond from now on. I like. I think that's a uh, that'd be good. Either way, I think that would like, explain why he has his parents at Skyfall Ranch had. Tombstones that said Bond on it. I think the general conten- uh, contention with most people is that he it is a code name. Yeah. And I th- and I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. I think that's perfect. That's how it should be. Yeah. I don't think really there should be any mention of it. Um, I think the first uh, introduction to that really where it kind of confirms it would be having Idris Elba play. Oh yeah, absolutely. Play him. Well, I mean, There's another the different thing. actors that play him, and it's like they could all be different people and just take the code name. But the thing about this Skyfall was that his parents' tombstone said Bond. So unless the company came out and changed the name on the tombstone, now, which they could have with his permission. Here's the thing. Um, supposedly, again, I don't know. It could be a rumor. Uh, originally, 
in Skyfall when they go to that ranch, um, the old man that's there that they show was originally played by Sean Connery. Okay. And, uh, which, uh, here's, and I remember saying this, and I'm not sure if Mark, uh, which our, our friend Mark, uh, will Hi, remember Mark. this, but he, I, he was, uh, we were watching it, and I really, really thought, I remember saying something to him over there, was a during the movie or after, uh, saying, I thought it was going to be Sean Connery. Yeah, it should have been. And it would have been, it would have been, whether it was like, I watched the original Bond, or whatever he says, um, shake and not stud, um, but whether they did that or if it was just, uh, it was just like a nod. Like, ah, remember he played Bond. Remember he used to act. Yeah. You know what? Fuck Lou Extraordinary Gentleman. Killed his career. Yeah. I liked the movie. Though. I did too. <laughs> it was bad. It was. We like a lot of bad movies. <sighs> but the, um. Happy time. Speaking, but going back, uh, John Constantine should, should live on. I think, I think hopefully uh, his uh, appearance on Arrow and the, the ratings will show that having Constantine on CW would work. It'd be fine. Uh, yeah. Let him let it be live on on uh, CW. NBC didn't give it a shot. They only did thirteen episodes and they took a massive break and after Halloween. Yeah, from, perfect time. From there to, I think, uh, the end of January. Makes I'm like, no are sense. you fucking serious? People thought it was canceled. They thought it was gone already. Nice. That's why the ratings were shit. Yeah. That's like with Fox and... And, and then the advertisement for it were no, nowhere. Yeah. Like, <coughs> does that mean that with, with... I don't know, everyone talked about it, and they still talk about it, but with Firefly, with Fox, they fucked them over. It's, yeah. Because it's like, you're going you're gonna to air the second episode first? So because the first episode doesn't have enough action because it's introducing the characters. Didn't fucking make sense. It didn't. And, 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 and I remember I... watching it when I was a kid, like watching when it when it aired. And I was like What? The first episode I was watching it, I was like, This is strange. Like it's a train heist. I'm like, okay. Who are these people? Yeah. Why do I give a shit about them? And then the second episode, it was the first episode. So it was weird because it was called Pilot, and I was like, and it's I like the second episode. I like that. Um, God, was so Netflix dumb. rearranged them too. Yeah, to the production. They, order. And they did on the Blu-rays and everything mm-hmm. too, which is good. And that's when I finally, uh, when I got around to watching Firefly. And uh, if you want to, you can read my review on Omnibus Journal, uh, omnibusjournal.com. Wink, wink. Um, cheap pop, <laughs> cheap pop. <laughs> but if you go and read that, I profess my love for the show. It's a, so... it was a perfect show. Uh, and then they did Serenity, which was an okay movie. Um, I love it. I had no problem with it. It was a fine movie. It I, just it, it didn't capture the same thing for me. No, but I mean, to me, it really wasn't supposed to. It was supposed to be uh, uh, an ending. But it didn't even feel like an ending to me. It did. Well, I mean, because there's more because of comic books. Well, yeah, and that's so, why. That's but it felt like is. a solid. It could it, you can count it as a stopping point in the story because to me, the end of the show isn't a stopping point. Like, what they aired on TV? No. There's no stopping point. Because I remember, there's two episodes that weren't aired on TV. Like, I still, but it would, it's still, after watching Serenity, I don't feel like it's over. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't feels... supposed to be. But, but it, I mean, with that big of an, an ending, like, there is a stop. And there's a break. Because the comic book set, like, like Joey's got, a, my roommate Joey, Joey, he's got the comic books that continue with 
and if you haven't seen it now, there's no time for spoilers. I don't give a shit. Uh, but like in the comic books, I won't talk about it too much in case you want to read it. But you find out that Zoe's pregnant with yeah. Wash's kid, and it kind of talks about her pregnancy and being a single mother apparently. And <laughs> like it's it's interesting storyline between <clears throat> her trying to cope without Wash but being pregnant, and then seeing the Doctor and Kaylee being together. And Mal and Inara, because Inara gets gets uh, booted from her um, courtesanship, whatever it's called. Um, uh, no, it was she was. Uh, yeah. uh, I can't remember what it's called. She's a whore. Yeah, <laughs> Captain. <clears throat> um, yeah, because she she had her uh, companion. Companion. Her companionship was revoked, and it kind of talks about all that stuff. And that actress actually, she's going on. She's in uh, Gotham now. Yeah. And she's also going to be in Deadpool. Yeah, I heard about that. I just thought I'd bring that up. She's pregnant, isn't she? I think so. With, with, uh, that whole storyline. But, uh, I think... I feel bad for that. The whole situation is kind of messed oh, up. Oh, wait, no, she's pregnant in Gotham? No, she's pregnant in real life. Oh, uh, okay. But just because, well, because of What's-His-Face that plays Gordon. Um, yeah. Yeah, because he's the baby daddy. Oh, in real life? Yeah. They're fucking in real life. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I mean, this is all gossip now, but but from what I understand, is she cheated on her husband. They got divorced because she was Fuck. sleeping with Gordon. Got, oh, the guy shit. playing Gordon got pregnant. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. And if you're listening to it, I'm sorry. I don't know anything. It's not. I don't love say, but just life, man. But like, and Joe and I were talking about it, like the way they kiss on on screen. They're very passionate. It's like. Uh, you can kind of just tell. Not passionate, I guess. Not, that's not the right word. But it looks a lot of chemistry. Re- yeah, and it looks real, and it's like, well, it probably was. <laughs> um, but I mean, they, they had such good chemistry anyways. Like, I'm not mad at it. I don't care. It's their life. But I feel bad for her husband. Yeah. <laughs> if it's true, I was like, I think sucks, um, she's hot. Like, she is so gorgeous. And, and her, her husband was a lucky person. I think, uh, I think though, um, uh, Gotham, you know, a lot of comic fans don't dig the show. Oh, they yeah. hate it. I know. I figured um, they would. But I have no problem with it. I think it's a really good show. It is. It, it's have a, you watched? I mean, I don't know. Have not you watched? yet. I'm kind of waiting on Joey because he's almost done with season one. Okay. And I've got season two recorded, so I was like, Sir, I would if you guys when you guys start watching, I'd love to watch it with you guys. Okay. I really would. Have you watched it though? I've watched. I only watched the first see, couple. I can't episodes. even tell you where I stopped. Anyways, first couple episodes. When the big thing happened <laughs> in the second season, uh, towards the beginning, I stopped watching. I didn't stop watching. I just haven't watched it. Okay. Uh, Air and Flash are much more a uh, higher priority for me. Sure. Um, that and then... But yeah, uh, Joey loves cop dramas. So I was like, when I first started watching the first uh, season... It changes quite a bit. Yeah, I know. It is not a cop drama anymore. Okay. I don't know if he'll like the second season much then. He will. Okay. I think he will. Because he loves... He really whole, needs to give it a shot. He loves the whole Gordon stuff. Uh, they still focus on that. Gordon, Gordon's still in it. Um, uh, Bullock's still in it. Um, and it's still about them, the cops. It's still about the cops, but the big thing is they're introducing the villains. real proper villains. Yeah, which is good. Um, you know, they, they obviously they had uh, Catwoman. Um, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I, I don't... I need to watch these. Do all I've heard about it is that it's just different. Yeah, they changed the tone. There's a lot. Uh, there's actually a lot more comedy in it uh, this time around, uh, and they did really good with the so far with the villains. Uh, you know, so far they had uh, 
Jerome, who who uh, was kind of a you know, Joker-esque uh, character. Uh, they never flat out say he is the Joker. Yeah, but it's like it's like they're like wink, <laughs> wink, uh, and then they're introducing um, Victor Freeze. Oh, cool! That'd be really cool. Uh, I've heard. Um, so he's probably a really young scientist at this point. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because um, I've heard rumors talking about like they don't know in this story in this series they're talking about how the Joker may not be a person but a mindset. Mindset. Because mm-hmm. I've heard some stuff that happens in the show. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, well, then just say it because then I can tell you where I stop. Well, there's people watching. Listen. Spoiler alert for Gotham. <laughs> There, they're taken care of. Um, Cover your ears. Jerome's dead. Yes. Yeah. Jerome gets killed. That's about the epi- that's the episode I stopped watching. Okay. Because uh, I heard rumors it, saying that the next person that'll be the Joker is a woman. Yeah. Okay. Unless I checked, it would be more likely going to be Barbara. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, which would be fucking cool. Um, but how would they explain? Like that's my thing. It's like if they do that, it's fine. But how are they going to get back around to where Barbara I, is his here's wife? Here's the thing. Because that has to happen. By the, as soon as they had Barbara lose her mind, that's where I think the similarities between the comics and the movies, or in, comics and the TV show ends. I don't think, I think now they're working on their own material. I don't think it'll ever get so you to don't where... Think, you don't think Gordon will have kids with her? I don't think so. I'd be very surprised. It'll be interesting to see if they try to do it. They At this point, she's, they have to because she's done a lot of bad. I know, but it's like, how would you get Oracle? But okay, wh- why couldn't he? Why couldn't he marry um, the whore from Firefly? It's possible, but Leslie Tompkins, uh, Doctor Leslie Tompkins. Uh, why couldn't he marry her, have a kid, and name her Barbara after like Bar? Maybe Barbara starts to redeem herself. You really think she'd be okay with that? Because he still loves her, and I think. Yeah, I think it would come down to like, well, I know she meant a lot to you, and she did used to be a really good person. Maybe it'd be in her memory. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'd be really pushing. That's stretching, but but... it's it's better than than to think that she can come all the way back around and become his future wife and mother of his children. Yeah. Uh, So I think I don't think we're gonna see those two get back together. I think she either becomes uh, the female Joker. Uh, and dies or something like that. Uh, the episode where Jerome dies, uh, they did a really. It was kind of cool. Uh, at first, whenever he dies, I was like, "Fuck!" It's like because he was like the reason I watched. Yeah. At that, at he's so point. good. Um, that kid is genius. Um, and I also have heard a rumor that he's not dead. He will be back on the show eventually. Cool. Um, which I'm hoping they fight, figure out a way to bring him back. I don't care how ridiculous it is. I want Jerome back on the show. Um, but. After he died and he had done a live broadcast to Gotham, uh, he uh, people were watching it afterwards and because uh, the news was replaying it. And so people were being influenced by him just by watching it. And he shows like this little kid sitting there watching TV, watching the news because that's what kids do apparently. Uh, know. They're watching the, he's watching the news <laughs> and his parents are fucking fighting his dad beating his mother in the background. Makes sense. Um, and he starts laughing like maniacally like Jerome was in the thing and then it shows two hoodlums watching it like in a store window yeah like you do like you do uh, and then they start laughing maniacally and then the next scene it shows them just killing some fucking homeless dude stabbing him 
and like, then they, like you do. He like you do. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> but uh, and then like the one that was doing the stabbing stands up and they're sitting there laughing together and then he just starts stabbing his friend and killing him and laughing the entire time. And I'm like, holy but fucking Christ, this is genius. This, there's got to be some kind of like mind control thing going on in the background. But uh, it was the last shot of the episode was Jerome on the slab with a huge grin across his face and the blood had dripped down. Ah, nice. And it was, I was like, oh my God. Symbolism. Bring him back to life. Symbolism. But I think I, I think one way or the other they're going to try to find a way to bring him back to life. It'll be it'll be really good. I'm not sure. I haven't watched since that episode. Maybe someone will find the Lazarus Pit. I hope. I as ridiculous. Like they've already they're already doing it in Arrow. Yeah. And I had my issues at first. Well, with they can bring Barbara back with that, and she can lose her memory, and she doesn't know about all the bad things she did, and they can get back together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do like that they uh, brought Lucius Fox. He's, uh, I guess he's kind of a regular person now. Mm, cool. Um, but I, I think it's cool. They're, Morgan Freeman Jr. Yeah, Morgan Freeman Jr. They're molding Bruce Wayne into the man he's going to become. Yeah. Um, Gotham really is... Uh, I, gee, I didn't, you can't go anywhere without seeing a comic book-based TV show or movie. Which is good and bad. To me. Like, they're gonna wear the market out, but right now, dude, it, it's, water, it's awesome to see now. It's oversaturated. It's yeah, it's really but cool. It's, at the same time, it's like eventually it's gonna be worn out. And my thing right now is, it's like, yeah, there are a lot of unique and new, innovative ideas for shows and movies and, well, and whatnot. But a lot of it's either a remake, reboot, a adaptation from a book or novel, or a comic series, mm-hmm. uh, or it's a Sequel or prequel. And anything that's somewhat original um, is usually relegated to um, limited theaters. Yeah. And they don't then, get pushed. And then early, really, early release on, like, on demand. Yeah. Um, like a straight to... Straight to uh, it's, the equivalent, it's the equivalent now. It's a straight to VOD. Yeah, pretty much. It's the equivalent of, like, straight to DVD before. Yeah. That's what it basically is now. But the pro- difference is, like, the, whenever it was straight to DVD... Um, those movies were actually shit. Most part, yeah. Some of the movies now are pretty good. Um, Sorry. Uh, there's yeah. a, you know, Knock Knock. Again, I guess that's not really an original idea. I want idea. to see it. I do too. It's not a, that's an adaptation too, isn't it? Kind of. I'm not sure if they openly said I want to it. see Crimson Peak, but I know it's an adaptation too. But it's, it's based like off the book. Um, with Knock Knock, like, it's kind of, again, I don't know if they've actually said it out loud that it is. But it's a lot, uh, a lot like a movie called um, uh, Funny Games. Hmm. Same basic premise where uh, these people come to their house and just fuck with this family. Only this time it's two girls, you know, suck Keanu's dick and then fuck with him, um, as you do. As you do, I would suck his dick. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Totally would. I got a Bill and Ted shirt on. I don't even care. I want Bill and Ted 3. They're doing it. It's, I know. The script signed off on. I mean, what else is Alex Winter doing? <sighs> you know what's fucked up? I guarantee most of you reading or listening to this don't know who Alex Winters is. Didn't we talk about him already? <laughs> I think we did. Fucking probably. Yeah. I think we did. Uh, talk about how we know Alex Winters' name. He's uh, Bill. He was Bill in the movie, right? Yeah. Because his counter was Ted. Yeah. Bill Preston Esquire. Theodore. Ted. Ah. Theodore Logan. <laughs> I love 
those movies. Oh, both of them. Both of them. There, you know there's a comic book of it now? Is there? Yeah. You remember the animated series, don't you? Uh, no. You haven't seen the animated series? No, I've seen it. Oh. I just, I blocked it. Okay. From my memory. <laughs> you just went like, oh, memories and block. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. There's a the Back to the Future, Beetlejuice. Yeah. We have we saw the Back to the Future animated series. I know, I saw. I almost bought it. I saw it. I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, uh, speaking of which, uh, we saw Jim and the Holograms on. The, I almost bought it. Woohoo! I'm not gonna lie, I almost bought it. Oh, I love that show growing up. I don't know why. I'm a girly man. I'm a girly man. I did. Uh, I got Michelle to watch Back to the Future Part One. Oh yeah. Um, got to watch her make her watch it. She's never watched it before. Uh, I told her I was like, "Well, because it was on." Uh, October Back to Day. October twenty first. Yeah. Um, Back to the Future. I was like, "Well, I've got to watch." It. I told her I was. She asked me what I had to do that day, and I was like, "Well, I have to watch uh, Back to the Future two before the end of the day." And she's like, "Why?" I was like, "It's Back to the Future Day." She's like, "What's that mean?" I told her, and I was like, "You want to watch it with me?" And she's like, "I've never even seen the first one." I'm like, "Oh fuck it, let's watch the first one." Yeah, then. absolutely. So I watched. The first, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, the second one on that day, but um, I told her I was like, "I was like, fuck it, let's watch the first one." She watched it. She's like, "I actually like that. That's pretty good." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "See, I told you, you need to listen to me every now and again." <laughs> Like, Every once in a while, you should listen to the movies. Yeah. Like. And then she was like, uh, and she's like, what about the second one? But she had to go to bed. But uh, she was like, I want to watch my second one with you. I'm like, fuck yeah. So we're going to watch that one uh, too eventually here. Cool. But uh, and those movies, I hope they never, ever, ever remake them. God, they can't. No, they can't. Yeah, but... But we say that, and then we look at the list of movies that they're remaking now. But here's the thing. Look how many movies have been remade. I mean, lately, some of them, most of them have been kind of shit, but like... There's a lot of movies that are remakes that are better than the originals. Now, I'm not saying a remake would be better than the originals because it's no. going to be really hard to do it. Not that one. Um, I mean, one, like, one movie. The Fly. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably the prime example most people go to, that or Scarface. Uh, Scarface less just because not a lot of people realize that it's a remake. Yeah. Um, but, but and it's the original so ones, far removed from its... The original uh, one's so weird. It's Well, the original Scarface is about... Um, uh, pro, uh, prohibition. Prohibition, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of like it, but it's really, really far removed. Yeah, it's like a reboot. Um, but, uh, style. Fly is probably the best example of better than the original that you can come up with. Yeah. Um, that movie is fantastic, and then they had to ruin that with a sequel. Yep. I've got a, I got a recent one um, that, just me personally, like, I like the original movie a lot. You're about to make me mad, aren't you? Possibly. I have no idea. I like the original movie a lot. But the the remake, I really enjoyed. I <clears throat> enjoy it almost more. But uh, Judge Dredd. Oh, okay. I I love Dredd. Carl Urban. I thought I was gonna hate. I've it. I've never seen it. I thought I was gonna hate it. Honestly, thought I was gonna hate it. Carl Urban, I thought it was a good choice. I, oh yeah, people absolutely. always complain about Stallone. I uh, that movie, I'm like I mean, he's not. I love the he original. Wasn't, like, he wasn't I really strong do. in the movie. He wasn't a great actor, but the thing is, he looked the fucking part. Yeah. Now the only thing I will say is that the original one I like better, as far as you get to see more of the city, and you get to see like him be. You get to see him be more of because in, in the movie, in the original movie, he's not really a cop. Like he is for a little bit, then he's exiled and he has to make his way back to the city, and he sneaks back in with. Rob Schneider. <clears throat> Anyways, so he has to sneak back in with him, and he sneaks back in to get back to do the thing to save whatever. And this one, it's more like a diehard. He training a new girl who's kind of like she's the psychic. Mm-hmm. They have psychic groups, and he's training her. And um, he goes to this building, 
who it's owned by like a gangster, and so he's he's there to do a normal like there was a homicide. They well, the gangster threw him off threw him off the top floor of the building like they have an atrium in the center and threw him off and mm-hmm. it was flat. And it's made for three D, obviously made for three D. You can tell. Um, I hate movies like that. I know, but it was done really well. Um, but so the splat dead and he's there to check it out and he goes there and they're there and the gangster locks down the building and so him and his partner are trapped inside so it's dread hard essentially they're trapped inside starting at the bottom floor and working their way up instead of down to get to the gangster and like the gangster pays off cops so like the cops show up and they're fighting against the other cops so he's gonna have to he's gonna have to like fight them too and it's kind of interesting the way they use like the precog in that, but it's I really like the, the new one a lot. And Joker I like too. I was kind of hoping to make a sequel. But They're not. They, they didn't I don't make any money, which at is all. fine. I, I do like it, but the original one always they talked has, about doing a show. That'd be kind of neat. But like I said, the original has a real space, special place in my heart for it because I love it. But the new one was really good. I was very very happy with it. It's not like Total Recall, like the remake of that. I was just like, why? You know, though, but, but I Colin had... Farrell did a great job. I will say he did a fine job. I had no real beef with uh, the remake. I liked the original just fine. Oh yeah. Um, again, I'm not a huge people like think it's a fucking sin. I don't like that movie that much. I don't like uh, the original Total Recall very much. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the remake, uh, it, it wasn't as good, but I thought it was fine. And besides that, people like it changed so much. I'm like, here's the thing though. Uh, Total Recall changed a lot from its source material, which was based on a uh, short story. Um, I don't remember. Which I, I can't remember what the short story was called. It was it had it was the name of the company that fucks with your with your mind. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I forget the name of the company. But I'm not talking about. But it's it's that's what the short story is called. Uh, it changed a lot apparently from that, and then this Total Recall focused more on that story and kept a lot more aspects of it. So it was a lot different than the original Total Recall, but closer to the source material. Uh, now I'm not a person that's always like you must take the source material, but like you don't have to. Exactly, you don't have to. Sometimes it you... makes it worse. It's true. For example, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm. much closer to the book. Mm. God was it awful? Mm. Awful. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. They could have got Marilyn Manson to play Willy Wonka, Ugh. which they almost did. Yeah, uh, that would have been worse. Though Depp wasn't great in it. Like I like Depp. But nah. Depp needs to steer the fuck clear of Tim Burton. He needs and to, they need to stop. That being said, him and Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, like I know. But here's the thing that that whole thing. But that she's being said, such a good actress. That being said, I just saw the trailer today for Alice Through the Looking Glass. I didn't see the first one. <sighs> uh, it's hard for me to watch anything Alice related. It's so bad. Is it? Good. So the Good. I hate Alice in Wonderland. See, I love Alice in Wonderland. No, no, no. I hate the the Tim the Burton Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah, I, I have that. no real problem with the story uh, itself or the original Disney movie. Uh, that movie though, Tim Burton's is dog shit. Oh yeah. Um, I refuse to watch it. I I love the book and and the, through the Looking Glass and all the short stories. I love them. Lewis Carroll was amazing. I love the original Disney movie. Um, Michelle, your wife, let me borrow that live action through the looking glass. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. 
I didn't have any desire to see the Tim Burton one. I uh, saw the trailer for it, and I was like... Me and Michelle went to go see, see it in theaters. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't, wasn't a huge fan of it at the time. She really enjoyed it. Uh, <clears throat> and then I found out that they're doing Through the Looking Glass, and it's going to be... Uh, Again, focused on the Mad Hatter because, God forbid, Tim Burton does a movie where Johnny Depp's not the star. I hate that. Uh, now, here's the thing: Johnny Depp's Tim or Johnny Depp's uh, Mad Hatter, um, very Tim Burton esque. Yeah. But Johnny Depp did fine with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, normally he he's fine. He's okay it's in just, pretty much anything he it's does. It's just the, them together. The movie's just not anything impressive. Johnny Depp was in... Have you seen Tusk? No. I know he's in it. He's in that, and he's going to be in Kevin Smith's next movie. The Yoga Hosers? Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers. (laughs) Um, Is he going to be in Moose Jaws? Because that would be amazing. (laughs) Can he be the moose? (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, But no, he's... uh, Johnny Depp's daughter is in Yoga Hoser, mm -hmm. too, right? Yeah, because she was in Because she's uh, apparently her best friend is Kevin Smith's daughter. Makes sense. They're they're Um, going to school together, mm -hmm. too. That's awesome. But uh, uh, apparently Johnny Depp did an interview not too long ago where he talked about uh, he had been up in Canada filming Yoga Hosers, and he said to... I want to say it was um, Jimmy Kimmel, said, I would be happy if I spent the rest of my career making movies for Kevin Smith. That's awesome. I was like, fuck, that's a huge thing for Kevin, for, to hear if you're Kevin Smith. And not to say Kevin Smith hasn't done anything of note. He's done really fantastic work. Yeah. And he's a very, he's a very talented writer. I feel um, like Kevin Smith's very, very steered towards one type of audience. He's a very one demographic audience. Kind of like Tim Burton is to me too. Exactly. But, like, his, but his, but for better people. As I say, Kevin <laughs> Smith's movies, they might be geared more towards like us mm-hmm. uh, or our kind of people. But like, but the they're not the obnoxious. Are... They're not sickeningly one style. Yeah, they're a very broad yeah. style. Well, I was saying because like, and not only that, but but the type of people we are is the majority now. Exactly. Like, not we're not not everybody's the gothic little emo. We're not assholes. We're just nerds. Like it's it's just the way we are. It's just we we're very passionate about. How many people now are so passionate about fictitious characters, and and yeah, like we all love these fake things constantly that people make us it's 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 sickening if you think about it outside and then whenever the they, and then whenever they try to make it into something into a movie or something like that we get so fucking mad if it's not treated properly i remember you know the harry potter movies uh, i was very very worried yeah um as a kid whenever the first one came out or was coming out i was like oh god they're gonna fuck this up and then they started showing the characters, you know, at least look-wise at the time. Emma Remember Watson, when they first announced Ripper the... Grant, and I was like, oh my god, those are the fucking characters. Yeah, they're perfect. And, and um, now you, I couldn't think of anyone else. Nope. Like, they're perfect. But, uh, and then the movies themselves were really, really well done. Um, a couple of hiccups here and there. Uh, yeah, it's called... But, uh, but there's there's eight movies. You gotta have a hiccup. Not all eight movies can be perfect. Uh, you know, but if, if we get so invested in these characters, and that's, that's I think that, like... With like Kevin Smith's movies, um, yeah, they're geared towards more, you know, one Us. demographic. Uh, but like, they're all the same characters, so you're more invested in them. At least they used to be. Not so much anymore because now he's doing. He's been he's kind of branching out, off, yeah, um, which, is which is great, fantastic. I really uh, need to. I want to sit down and watch Tusk. 
Because um, it's different. It's a lot. I want to see it. I still look Red State. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. And dude. I want to see it too because it's something different about him. Like, and see, that's my thing is he's showing a different demographic now. He's kind of reaching out for more people, which is fantastic. Like, how long, it, it how has, long has Tim Burton been doing movies? The same style. The and that's the thing. I think it had more to do with, see, he did Jersey Girl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people really hated that movie. I know. And shit all over him for making it. Uh, that movie was, I thought, I thought was really good. I never thought it was bad. But even if you don't like it, he made a movie. He made a movie, and he so, made one that he liked. That how, he, how how hard is it to make a movie? Like, yeah. Full budget. Like, it's, it's it's so weird to see how many movies get kicked aside and how many movies get made. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's impo- it's almost impossible to make a movie, and people make them all the time. Exactly. Because you got to get the right cast, you got to get the right script, you got to get the right the right actors and, and screenwriters and wardrobe. Like, you got to get all this stuff together. And that's why I think, like, whenever he did that, though, and people really hated it, I think he went back to doing the characters that he liked. Uh, so he stuck with that. And that's what led to, you know, like, James and Bob, and then I think maybe his masterpiece, Clerks 2. Yeah, Clerks 2 is amazing. I will argue, to the day I die, Clerks 2 is better than the original. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the original. It's, Clerks such 2. A, it's a really well-shot movie. Uh they play well the, I love that they play on the first one at the beginning when mm-hmm. it's all black and white and they cut it's so <clears> fun I remember, but I love the scene in jail with them oh at it's the end it's heartbreaking so it is it's very and like, then with, with, you see Jay you see Jay finally kind of be like serious for a minute yeah and they're like what? You, that would take what however much money like $25,000 and he's like I don't have that kind of money who, who you know has that much money and Jay's just like I do I'll loan it to you. Like, it was like, no fucking problem. They all become so close that he was just like, yeah, I mean, I don't need the money yeah. as long as we can hang out in front of it. And it was you such are, a, you're so invested in these characters. And if you really, really think about it, uh, Dante and Randall, we only really met, you know, whatever, 20 or 15 years prior. Yeah. Um, we met them and that was the last time we saw them except from Jane Silent Bob as, you know, kind of side characters. That's the last time we ever met them. But we are how well Clerks was done. You were so invested because they were like us. Yeah, they were us. You know, whenever they you didn't want to go to work, they, they didn't, didn't want to go to work. They, they just hated. snarked all day long. They they acted how I want to act. Exactly, they were shitty to work. everybody. And like and like Randall says in uh, Clerks too, and I always identified with it. He's like he thinks everything is stupid. And he hates everybody. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel most of the time. I think everything is stupid. And I hate almost everybody. Hint, John, hint. Bye. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's, I think it's a testament. And I don't think, as much as people love Clerks and people love Mall Rats and Clerks too, Kevin Smith doesn't get the love that he deserves as far as what he's done with movies. It's I an agree. incredible feat to do something where people are so attached to characters you wrote 15 years prior that they will religiously go see Clerks too. Oh yeah, and, and now, now Clerks three, and now Clerks three coming out, and even Mallrats, and Mallrats too. Mall too. Uh, I know Mall he's doing Mallrats too now because they have that mall that they're getting ready to demolish. Exactly. So they're and he's they doing stopped filming three Clerks three and started filming Mallrats two yes. because of the time crunch, which is fantastic. Yeah, like they get free roam of a mall. That's going to be amazing what they can do with that. And and I know they're filming it right now. Yeah, and I think. Um, Fuck, it's gonna be so good. But I like, still like my favorite. Like, and I'm not saying it's the best movie he's ever made, but my personal favorite is still Dogma. Oh, that I think it is my uh, personal but, favorite. But yeah, Clerks One I fucking love because of how original and innovative it is. Yeah, 
It's such a good idea. It's fresh. It was yeah. At the time, even now you wa- even now you watch it, it's like yeah. But there's still been a lot of tries of people trying to capture the same style, and that's fine. And they did the same happens. thing with Mallrats. Like they yeah. kind of do. And Kevin Smith has even said, um, "Mallrats is like Clerks in a mall." Yeah, and it is, but it's very well done. Still, I think Mallrats is still really funny. Clerks though is just hand. too. So real, it feels yeah. real. These people feel real, and that's right. And I love that. Like my my thing is what I loved about Clerks too. The first time I saw it was these characters that you really like. The very first thing you see, essentially, is their life go to shit because yeah. the quick stop burnt down, and then they're it stuck. Sucks. They're in a fast food joint. Yeah, like, and who wants to work at fast food? Like, no offense, to anyone that works fast food. But who wants but to that work? that sucks. Like, if you could get out, you could. You I work fast food. I fucking hated it. Yeah. I, I, and this is not a knock on fast food. I refuse to. If I could help it, I was never going to work fast food. Because I don't like dealing with people's food. Because I don't like touching other people's food. Unless it's a close friend. Like, if I'm making food for you guys, fine. But touching random people's food, I, no. I'm no, good. that's like, gross. I don't. Like, I don't like other people touching my food that much, but when I go to restaurants, it, I don't care. Like, it is what it is. You're going to make it. It's so fine. you actually touching it. And that's... Uh, but it's, I, I can deal, but I, I pr- I'd i rather no one touch my food. Is, it, <laughs> don't was, touch my food. <laughs> I thought it was cool, though, like in Clerks, too, when they said something about, what, you worked to, at the quick stop till it burned down. Now you're a, a you know, burger jockey. Yeah. And it's like, here's a, here's a cool thing Clerks, too, kind of. You probably loved his whole explanation of the Lord of the Rings movies. Fucking dead on. <laughs> it was. I um, love those movies, but damn, there's so much more. But it was. Um, I thought it was cool because what I think Clerks Two really showed, and again, it's not some people always think it's just it's a crude comedy. It's so much more than that. Yeah. And one of the things it really shows is that it doesn't matter what you love to do. Do what you love to do. Yeah. They loved working at the Quick Stop. Yeah. They fucking loved it. Most people see this as a shit job. They love doing it. So you know what? Fuck it. Do, do it. it. Don't do what everybody else thinks is going to make you should make you happy or what their idea of success is. Yeah. Do what you want to do and you're going to be successful. Exactly. And that's what Kevin Smith has done his entire career. Yeah. He has made a career out of doing what he loves to do and writing characters that he loves that he wants to see on on uh, TV that just so happens a lot of other people want to see as well. There's a lot. I mean, like if you look back, like think about it, like Lucas is the same way. He made Star Wars because him and his friends were like, we want to watch this this style of movie. Well, there's not one out. Guess we'll make one. Yeah. And that's the thing, thing. And, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm jerking off Kevin Smith, but it's the same, you know. It's, it's the same style. He, he wants to like, do something. And that's what a lot I of directors. I want to make something that I would love to watch. Exactly. Let's do it. And, and that's what, that's the mark of a true true and director, I, a true filmmaker. And I can't, do you know, do you know how much budget was on Clerks 1? It was, it was 20 something thousand dollars. Yeah, like that's insane. And he paid for it all apparently with credit cards. Jesus. He stacked, he racked You know what up. sucks about that story now? What? That Tommy Wiseau could get seventeen thousand from donations. This bullshit to make his fucking movie, but Kevin Smith had to use credit cards. Kevin Smith had to apply for credit cards, and, and um, uh, evening with Kevin Smith, he kind of tells. I'm not sure if it's exactly what he did, but apparently, Kevin, if we're wrong, correct us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if, if you're listening, listening to this, please God be listening to this. But um, if uh, you uh, he said what was it? He got. A bunch of credit cards applied for a bunch of credit cards, yeah. uh, and would fill them out. Say he was the manager of wherever he was working at, which was the Quick Stop at the time, or the video store. Yeah. Um. Say he was the manager, made fifty thousand dollars a year. 
and then would send it in and they would call the video store and he would answer, oh yeah, he is a manager, he does really good, he does make this and so on and so forth. Um, and that's right. Kind of. That's what he said he would do. And um, now again, I mean, he could have been telling stories, but the dude's very truthful in anything else he says. I don't see why you lie about this. So he racked up all that debt just so he could make a movie that he loved. And it just turned out he was able to pay it off because he was a fucking genius. Because the movie should have done better. but Should have done better. But it's, and, but it's the first movie and an unknown director. and. But I do th- I still say that his uh, his unsung movie is Jersey Girl. I think it's better than most people give it credit for. People hate on it for no fucking reason. Yeah, I, I don't. Like some people I, hate on it just because everyone else hates on it. I think so. I think it's one of those movies. Like watch it, and find out for yourself. That's about. Like, that's my, my my thing for any movie. George Carlin's in that movie. He did fantastic. Oh, yeah. And like George Carlin's one of the funniest. George Carlin is the funniest motherfucker you'll ever hear in your life. But like in this movie, he there's one line delivery and it always sticks out to me. Um, and that's the thing. That's it's why I'm always kind of like a, a considered a nerd, or a nerd or whatever when it comes to like movies because it's not necessarily like entire movies sometimes that I really like they, close line there, scenes there's line it's like line readings that that get me and it brought a tear to my eye whenever he said it it was and then towards the end of the movie um Ben Affleck has is decided that he wanted to go and try to be a um uh what was he a publicist again so he's going on an interview, but he was supposed to also be in his little girl's play of uh, Sweeney Todd. Uh, and he's like, I can't. I got to do this. We can move back to the city. And and his daughter's like, I don't want to move back to the city. And he's like, I want to move back to the city. And they argue back and forth. And she's like, I hate you. I hate you. And he's like, I hate you right back, you little jerk. And, like he was, and he turned to a shithead for a second there. And then she runs off crying. And George Carlin looks at Ben Affleck and says, what's wrong with you? Is that line right there? And I was like, "Fuck, man, he's that was good." Yeah, that one it, line. It brings a tear to your eye when you because it's like he he acted like a caring father at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, George Carlin really was one of he is the funniest guy, but he, I think he was a better actor than people. Oh yeah, realized. Um, I mean, the first time I ever saw him was was um, Shiny Time Station. <laughs> oh my god, yes! And I was like, okay, and I saw Bill and Ted, and I was like, this is Shiny Time Station conductor. <laughs> The hell's he doing there? Why is he going on? Why is he talking? He didn't last. He didn't Why last is he the doctor all of a sudden? <laughs> he didn't last on Shining Time Station, though. I remember no. right. I remember, I remember him on there. But, like, I don't even know what went through their mind to think, like, yeah, let's no. put George Carlin yeah. on here. Like, so it's probably the same mindset of the people that put Bob Saget in Full House. <laughs> that worked for eight years, though. It did. George Carlin lasted for, like... Still, people still don't know how dirty he is, though. Yeah, have you ever watched any of Bob Saget's stand-up? I have. It's not very good. The one stand-up I watched... I like some of the jokes and the deliveries, but it's because it reminds was, me of like a Mitch Hedberg, just like one-liners, just but he's degrading people. And but he like, went, he, it's like he, he went so out far, of his way. He yeah. went out of his way to. But be for gross. the most part, like I like his stand-up, but there's some jokes I'm just like, eh, okay, you're just trying to get a reaction now. That's a Mitch Hedberg though. That's he was a comic genius that didn't live up to. What I it feel like, and I feel so bad for him because of of how afraid he was. He was so funny. People laughed at him when I when we, when I first heard about him. I watched him. He was hilarious, and I watched him all the time. And I, everyone you watch on the stand up on his shows, they laugh at him, not at him, but for his jokes. Yeah. And then you you find out like he's, he's so nervous. He's got a he has to wear sunglasses and he shuts his eyes when he does his deliveries. It's like one of the jokes I, I you can't see a reaction on stage. It sucks. Like, but like that's one of the things I read uh, or or listened to on one of his CDs. He said that. Uh, 
he points it out eventually, but his eyes are closed, and he mm-hmm. says, um, he says, I've drawn a picture of uh, an audience enjoying my show more than you guys on the back of my eyelids. That's why my eyes are closed. Um, he was so much, he was so much funnier than people gave him credit for, and he's he still was. not as well known as he should be. Yeah. I will say, though, it's a very interesting version of joke telling, because it's a lot, all it is, is just one-liners. One-liners straight out of but, There's no real but, stories to it. Yeah, it's, but which is fine. Like, a lot of comedians used to do that. And then they kind of, like, it went into storytelling. And then it goes back and forth and back and forth. And, like, a lot of people don't do the one-liners anymore. Because, like, Rodney Dangerfield did a lot of one-liners. They were funny. They were, like, a lot of memorable jokes. But it's, it's like, nowadays everyone wants stories. And I feel like that's a lot to do with uh, your, your Dane Cooks and your... Um, I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. Uh, I feel like Dane Otosh has a lot of storytelling. His yeah. Stuff too, but his is great. Yeah, Dane Cook got worse through the years, uh, yeah, a lot worse. Yeah, his I, I gave him another shot because I heard on his he had a new, his one. new one on Showtime was a lot better. It wasn't that it much. It wasn't that much better. It was better, but not much. I feel like he did write his own jokes this time. He was, but I feel like he's been out of practice for years, which he has been. He was better, and he had one prior to that that was on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and basically it was it was after his parents had died, uh, and he kind of went. It became a recluse. Uh, he wrote a stand-up, spe- stand-up special, all new material, and then he went to a comedy club. I can't remember which one it was, but it was just a regular one. Uh, he set up a camera himself, apparently, and filmed it, but it wasn't set up. He he didn't plan it. He showed up at the thing and said, hey, I've got a 30-minute you know, set or whatever I want to do here. And they're like, okay, yeah, fine. And they did it, and it was a surprise for everybody there. He did it. It wasn't bad. It was pretty okay. Um, and then he did two nights. The first night he did his plan material, and the second night what he did was he just ripped into the crowd. Like, he mocked everybody. And just, that was his, like, 30 minutes. That was just making fun of the guests. And, and Don uh, Rickled it? Huh? Pretty much. <laughs> and tried to Don Rickle? Because Don Rickle was amazing. It was really, that stuff was really funny because it was kind of like his revenge because people, you know, shit on him. Rightfully so, kind of, because yeah. he kind of turned into dog shit. I'll say, like, like the the... Want Need CD set, the one he did, the two disc set, mm-hmm. was decent. His original one? Uh, it wasn't his original, it was the second one. Mm-hmm. It was the two disc special, the Want Need, he had two different discs. It was decent. It was, the first one was way better, the original. Um, Vicious Circle, there's like four jokes I like in it. Yeah. And it's very... Um... I, there's, and there are a couple jokes that I do not like, that the way he does it, but I retell them because to me they're funny. But not because of the joke itself, just because of how weird he acts. Like the 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 beeline joke, you remember that at all? Yeah, where he kind of brings attention to the fact that he goes way too far off topic. Yeah, because it was funny to me. It was like he's like you gotta take a beeline straight there and you just walk straight. Like that's not how the beeline goes. Beeline would go and he walk, makes a V. And I'm like, okay, the joke's not funny, but just you walking, it's hilarious to me. Yeah. But like, there's jokes that he's he, like, it's a, it's not really an uppercase I, it's a, you know, it's a lowercase L is what it is. I made a lowercase L to the, and it's like, okay. and then, but then as soon as you're starting to think it, he says this has gone on way too long, and then yeah. he jumps back into the story. And that I, was the only thing I ever saw I, when, on that particular special. I thought, okay, that's funny because he realized at that time was, okay, now I need to move on. Yeah. Um, There's another one where he's where he does like he's driving a car, but he's moving his hand way. Too yeah, much. he's like apparently I'm driving a fucking pork truck. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, like, that was. But there's a few lines in that in that stand up I like. He's a funny dude. He can he be. Really but I is. feel like he. I, I think he. 
He got too popular. Yeah. Too fast. And, and he's letting other it was people write his jokes. syndrome. And I think he's writing too, letting other people write his jokes. Because you can tell it's different. And it's not his, to me, it's not his humor. Like but some jokes are. Kind of, it's, uh, you know, like kind of like. like I still um, love the where's the handle joke. The what? Where's the handle? Oh, God. That was Where fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. I love that joke. Um, but no, it was, um, I, and that's the thing, like, he was one of those, um, like in my Shyamalan, who blew up huge because he did Sixth Sense and then uh, Unbreakable. We were like, oh my God, he's the next Spielberg. Dan Cook, they're like, he's the next George Carlin. And then, and I, I think, hate when people say that kind of stuff. Like, he's the next this person. Like, no. This person was this person. Now, here's the Robin thing. Williams was Robin Williams. No one else is going to be the next, next Robin Williams. They're going to be funny. I will say that I've said it before. Um, I've said the next George Carlin. Now, I don't obviously mean he's going to be the next George Carlin. You shouldn't compare yourself to another person. You should be who you are. But whenever I say it, like as far as being the next George Carlin, because I've always said Bo Burnham is the next George Carlin. Oh, he's amazing. And I think it has more to do with how intelligent he is, how creative he is, um, and just how funny innovative. he is. Innovative. He's a very he's innovative. Very, he is the next George Carlin. So he's energetic. He's taking the he took the, he's taking the comedy game and moving it forward. Yeah. Where everybody's stuck in the same like they hit that wall. Um, where they're like, okay, well, I have to stand up here and tell stories that are funny. Yeah. That's it. Bo Burnham's like, he's all over. I want to fucking do something different. Let's get around this wall. Everywhere. Exactly. I'm saying right now, if you have not seen Bo Burnham, what? Yeah. Watch it. It was on Netflix. He released that shit on Netflix. It's still Netflix. It was free on YouTube. Yeah. Watch it. It is one of the most innovative and unique stand-ups I've ever seen in my life. And, and even I when it, it I mean so words, 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 words was really uh, he and there's two songs he does in each of those and words, words, words he does art is dead art is dead was amazing beautiful song and I love the song because whenever people were listening to it it's kind of like at the end of it they don't quite know how to react yeah because up to that point he'd just been really fucking funny and then he did the song that was really serious and then people, I mean they clap for him but it's like you can kind of feel like oh I'm not sure what oh, the message was there okay <laughs> yeah. and then you know they and clap then, but. And in, in um, what he did... From the perspective of God. Perspective of God. Oh, my awesome. God. And even Left Brain, Right Brain. The, yeah. The name of the song is exactly if that's the name of it or not. But that song was really interesting. Like I like the idea of you get to see both sides of him. Because mm-hmm. it's like you see a serious side. Because like, he separates it, like the logical side and, and, the, and the, the artistic side of his brain. And see... And obviously, they're, they're just personas he's playing. But I think it's hilarious when people say, well, I just don't like how he acts on stage. It's like, you know that's not how he acts in real life, right? No, it's just I, a character. Everything I've heard about him, uh, his family said that's not how he acts in oh, real no. life. He's a very reserved person. Yeah. Um, but he's got to play that persona. And that's the thing, though. He's so smart and he's so funny. He knows yeah. he knows how to move the game forward. And, and I think, to an extent, Mitch Hedberg was on his way to pushing uh, what standard comedy would be. Uh, unfortunately, he died prematurely. Um, unfortunately because he's a fucking idiot happens but I think Bo Burnham he's he's still moving and it's unfortunate that not enough people know who he is yeah I mean and I wish his show did better because I, I watched it it was decent it I just, always heard it did really it didn't do well but like people really liked it it was really good it's, it's just the fan base wasn't there for some reason like, my people sister didn't um, want to watch it or they didn't promote it at well my sister Amanda she, she watched it she said it was really funny she tried to get me to watch it I'm I'm really bad with watching shows that people, yeah. you know, offer onto me. Um, yeah. But, uh, 
But he's he's so funny. Yeah. I can't wait to see more of his stuff. And I'm the second he's going on tour. I think at the beginning of next year. I was going to say I know he's getting ready to go on tour. And I know like the second I hear if he's got an Indiana date, um, or anywhere near here, fuck, I'll go. Yeah, Cincinnati. I'll drive an hour and a half. <laughs> he's um, uh, but no, he's kind definitely that's what, and that's whenever I say I don't necessarily mean whenever you know you say uh, he's going to be the next uh, um, George Carlin. I don't necessarily mean oh he's going to be. You don't mean like his, his big his ass. style. It's just, and it's the same thing. Um. Yeah, you, know, you can say it to. Um, we're running close on time, but I'll still continue with this yeah. uh, thought pattern. Um, but uh, it's the same thing. Like whenever, if you watch wrestling, right? Uh, people always say, "Oh, they're the next Hulk Hogan. They're the next Stone Cold Steve Austin." No, motherfucker, they're not. They're the same. They're the they're you know a lot of the biggest thing is, and I'll say I've said it. Uh, I said about uh, Dean Ambrose. I said he's the next CM Punk, and people have gone online and they've said similar things, and people ripped into him. Which is why I typically don't say that shit online because yeah. I don't want to get ripped apart. The way I'm trying to say that is that, like, CM Punk blew up suddenly, right, in wrestling because he did the quote unquote shoot promo that was fucking brilliant. Um, here, if pipe you bomb for days, if you aren't a fan of wrestling, look up uh, CM Punk pipe bomb and watch it, and it's the most entertaining thing you'll ever see. Um, Such a good promo, but like, it, but he blew up all of a sudden. And yeah. people really loved him. People really loved Dean Ambrose, but like it doesn't feel like he's being pushed very far. Right. I see him eventually just out of nowhere blowing up and oh, being yeah. the biggest star of the company. Oh yeah. I think it'll take a little bit of time, but that, that's what I mean. I don't mean he's gonna be like the next CM Punk. He's not gonna be doing the. He's GTS. not gonna be doing the same things. It's just that he's gonna be that same. He's gonna, popularity. Exactly. He's gonna be the one of the biggest guys. Yeah. Because um, people are like, like it's funny. He's gonna be the next Robin Williams, and it's like. No, no. But he could be as popular as Robin Williams. Yeah, that's fine. And that's I never like whenever I say I know, this yeah. stuff. I, yeah, I never mean it like they're going to be like. But I know people that will say that, and they'll mean like, well, he's going to be just like Robin Williams. And I was like, no, no, God, I hope not. We've already had Robin Williams, and I want him to be remain remain special. Exactly. Like I don't want and I, like I don't want anyone to take place of, of the genie. Do you realize how like, in, in, fucking Aladdin two when I found out it wasn't Robin Williams, I was mad. Do you realize, though, like, you think about this, and it still makes me sad that Robert Williams killed himself, um, you know, because obviously he was very sad, and people want to go against him and say, you know, like, he took the coward's way out, and I don't quite understand how it works then if you say that, um, but I'm not getting into that, we're going to stay fairly positive, <laughs> um, but it, it's, what's sad, kind of, is that there's going to be a time where kids don't know who Rob Williams is. I know it. You realize how far back, how many generations of kids Rob Williams has helped, not helped raise, but like, helped has been in their world. lives. I mean, he's been in everything. Exactly. Like, I mean, way back kids to movies, Mork and Mindy. Movies, yeah. That was, you know, our parents growing up and then you move on to the 80s to the 90s. You know, he helped us with, uh, you know, or was in our lives via um, you know, Aladdin yeah. or Mrs. Doubtfire. Or, uh, toys for me. Toys, yeah, it's a, a lesser known one, but yes, yeah, very good toys. pool. Um, you know, or you flubber Jumanji, Jumanji, which they're um, going to remake. Yeah, they're getting ready to remake it. But that's the thing. Like, there's going to be a time where he's not going to be in somebody's life. In yeah. these, it's a shame. It because... what sucks is like with remakes. If they remake movies that I loved with those actors in it, then people are going to be like, like with with Joey and Arthur. It's like people like if you say I love the movie Arthur, 
everyone starts to think, oh, like the new one. Like they don't say exactly. the new one. Exactly. In their head, the only one they ever made exactly. was the one with what's his face, Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. Uh, and, and now here's the thing about that movie. I haven't seen the new one. Let me tell you about this movie real oh, quick. I'm we'll move on. Um, our friend Joey, uh, John's roommate, Joey. His one of his favorite movies. I'm not sure if it's his absolute it's, I think favorite. It's his favorite comedy. It, it's his favorite comedy is Arthur, the original one, uh, with Dudley Moore. He he had me watch it once with him. Uh, in fact, I think we all sat down we and watched, watched it together. It. So fucking funny. I'd never watched it before. It's so fucking funny. And then they were like, "Oh, let's remake it." Yeah. And they made it with Russell Brand. Now and Helen Mirren. And Helen Mirren. Now, uh, I like to think of myself for the most part as very. Uh, unbiased when it comes to anything. When it comes to movies, or the remake movie, I remove my love for an original movie to watch this one and kind of see, you know, how it does on its own. On its own, it's a bad movie. As a remake, it's a bad movie. <laughs> but there are a few things that they do that I think they. Joey's gonna fucking kill me. Probably. That they did better they, they than the original. Better. Um, Russell Brand, for those who don't know, actually did train as an actor. As it turns out, he is a very good actor uh, that doesn't get enough love. Now, if you go and you watch Get Him to the Greek, uh, in particular, there's a scene in there where he gets high and drunk and he jumps off of a roof into a, a pool. Hits his arm. And um, uh, breaks it, and he's sitting there and starts to cry. And, like, believably. And, uh, but there's a scene in Arthur. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen either of them. Uh, in the original one, his butler, uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Um, uh, John Gulligan? Gul- um, Something like that. He dies in it. And he, pretty much he raised him. And he wasn't very close to his real father, uh, but he was close to him, and it was like his father. So then he goes to, um, what's the actress's name in the original one? Liz, Lizzie, um, not Elizabeth Taylor, Liz, but uh, Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli goes to her house, and you know he's drunk, and he's like, "Oh, you know, so and so died," and it's sad, but he plays it off uh, very cartoonish, drunk. Yeah. Now. Fast forward to the new one. The relationship between Helen Mirren and Russell Brand's Arthur uh, was, I thought, better done. I think it, I think it has more to do with the maternal. I think it's more believable whenever it's um, opposite sex. Yeah, and it may not even be that, but I know when they got John, John, I can't remember his last name now, uh, whatever his last name is, uh, Goldman or Gullion, whatever his name is, when they got him to play this character, they... He was like, I, don't get me, I'm not a comedic actor. He's like, we don't want you to play a comedic actor. Like, you, you play playing straight. straight is going to be funny. And now Helen Mirren plays it straight in this movie. But there's something about the relationship that's better, uh, I think. I think it's closer to a mother, yeah, which mother-son. Yeah, does, does have a difference. Which worked out. And in, in, uh, Arthur's not close to his mother in this. And it's the same swirling, but with the mother instead of the father. And uh, a female butler maid. Or, uh, she's not even that. She's like a nanny. Um, but... In the movie, whenever she dies, um, there's the day she dies, he wakes up from the chair and he goes away. I'm going to get your tea or whatever, and um, she won't wake up. He's like, 
Stop messing. You see him like you see it start to dawn on him. He, his heart starts to break. He's like, stop messing around. He's trying to wake her up and she won't. And the next scene is them making the bed and he's just sitting there sad. And then after that, it shows him drunk, but not like cartoonishly drunk, not uh, like a caricature. He's drunk uh, and upset. And he goes to the girl's house that he was wanting to date. And uh, she's like, go away. And he just looks at her, tears in his eye, and just says, my mom died. And it was so heartbreaking because it was so simple how he said it. Uh, but he, he teared up perfectly and it was just a basic, my mom died. Like it hit him all of a sudden and you see that in that yeah. moment. And I thought that by itself was so much better done because it showed how much he loved her. And in the original one, it was hilarious because he was so, I, my mother died today. He's just so very yeah. cartoony. Um, was back in that when they made back it. then made it was sense. fine and yeah, for the movie it works it, it, don't get me wrong Arthur the original Arthur is still way fucking funnier yeah. and way better but just the relationship between Russell Brand and Helen Mirren and Helen Mirren is so much better and so much more believable and it works better when you have an, a, an actor who can act yeah. as not just a funny person yeah and you know and even in you know comedies you need an actor you don't need Somebody that's just fucking funny. And Russell Brand just has to be a fucking double threat where you can yeah, he can right. act and he can be hilarious. And he also be a little bit annoying too. Well yeah. <laughs> but yeah, comedians have that. Generally. Generally. But Until next time. I'm John. I'm Jake. What were we talking about?